She's pregnant and doesn't know how to tell the parents. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, November 8, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 459er. This is No Agenda. Broadcasting worldwide on 148.765 megahertz at Echolink Node 780399er here in the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, and let me be the first to congratulate Barack Obama. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill. In the morning. You know, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. And let me also be the first to say Biden 2016. <laughs> uh, this is your new thing now, Biden 2016? Yeah. Not going to happen. No way. No, no, it has to because you always make the <laughs> vice president the guy that's going to take over when you leave. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. What you, oh, of course. You mean for the, uh, the Democratic uh, nominee? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, 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 well. So, uh, John, congratulations on uh, democracy once again taking place. And uh, and now we have, uh, I think it's exactly the same as it was two days ago. I, did anything really change? I mean, I think. It, yeah, something and, changed big. Yeah, the stock market kind of collapsed yeah. and it's going to get worse. I saw that. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what John predicted. It's like, there you go. Yeah, stock market says, oh, no, not that guy. No, 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 we didn't expect that. Well, uh, I have, uh, of course, some thoughts on uh, on the election, and I'm sure you do as well. Um, I, uh, I'm i not quite sure where to start other than I was uh, very pleased to see that um, uh, a no agenda, I don't think it's actually officially in the red book, uh, but seeing Diane Sawyer drunk and having everyone recognize it was it felt kind of good. <laughs> I have to say, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, okay, we've only been talking. How long have we been talking about this? I think you I don't know. Ever since she got us the anchor job, pretty much. <laughs> I think about you, a year. You were the first one to say it on the show, and then you know, and then every single time, I couldn't help but just go back to it. If you missed any of the, uh, particularly those of you not living in the United States of Gitmo Nation, uh, here we have a uh, a couple of quick. Uh, quick Diane Sawyer, completely hammered clips. We are ready to project New Hampshire. Put it up on the screen because we are ready to project the first big battleground state here of New Hampshire with four electoral votes. It's, as we know, a small number of votes, but President Obama has won it, George. Only four electoral votes, but they and that's a difficult spot to be in at this point in the evening. Okay, I want to have a... Uh, can we have our music? Because this is another big one here. Minnesota. We're ready to project Minnesota right now. And again, another state. The Romney campaign had raised a question whether it was in play. Well, tonight we know that President Barack Obama has... <laughs> that was my... President Barack Obama... <laughs> You got to play that little part again. <laughs> President Barack, Barack Obama. Uh, there was another one, too. Hold on, let's get this piece. Obama has uh, won. Sorry. Let me move back. Here we go. Whether it was in play, well, tonight we know that President Barack Obama. President Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Now, what's interesting is there is a video. And it's funny that we that we never caught on to this before. Of uh, Diane, a much younger Diane Sawyer, I would have to say this. It looks like it's she, she almost has a Lady Die 
haircut, so it's got to be 80s. And I mean, she looks very young and very attractive. And this is one of those satellite feed recordings, John. Remember back in the day, you could do that. You could. Right, you used to be able to pull them off a C-band dish. Right, so you could get on get on your C-bands. If you go to SawyerDrunk.curry.com, uh, and, and go with it, not with your you know with your other browser, so you don't go all uh, helium on me. Uh, actually, just play it, and I'll I'll just no no deal no with because it later. no because the, it makes no sense. Well, I don't have the other browser booted. Well, boot it and then look at it in a bit. Sawyerdrunk.curry.com. Okay. Uh, so this is a, 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 there's no, I mean, there is audio, but it's not worthwhile for the show. That's why I just wanted you to kind of look at it as background so I could hear you laughing. Where she's literally, <laughs> it's before a broadcast and she's like playing with her hair. And then she's sipping red wine. Then she grabs her bag and literally opens a bottle of prescription pills, pops one and swallow and chugs it down with the red wine. And, wow. And then she's talking oh, about... this girl's got... She's got chops. <laughs> she's an expert. And then she's talking about some other woman saying, oh, she's an idiot. And then she does like the... She likes drinks. And then she does like, like snorting cocaine uh, uh, motions. I mean, it, it's the most intense Diane Sawyer video ever. And I have to say, now that I see this... How's I, it, what, what's, what's the URL again? Sawyerdrunk.curry.com. Sawyerdrunk.curry.com. Now that I see this, I have respect for her. I'm, now I'm not going to make fun of her anymore. She's she's a party animal. She's awesome. Oh, so, there's this guy. He used to be on. Uh, he used to be a local here. This this what uh, Geraldo looking guy. Uh, yeah, she's a party girl. Oh yeah, and I, I, yeah, no, she does. She's <laughs> you see her hammering down the wine and the pills. <laughs> Anyway, here's a little bit more of uh, her drunk coverage. Those congressional seats are so safe. I want to go back out and see if we can put up side by side David Muir and Jake Tapper because I do think. Here she's really with Jake Tapper. Now she's starting to slur Jake Tapper. It's always interesting to imagine being in each of those rooms right now and feeling the mood of the room, see if we can see it, see if we can hear it. And Jake Tapper, if you're there and can hear me right now. Can you hear me right now? John, John can you hear me right now? Can you? Wait, wait, I have an important question about the slogan. I have a question I wanted to ask, by the way. At (laughs) one point, President Obama's campaign put an exclamation point after forward. It was just forward, and then it had an exclamation point. When did they decide that was the right message for them? Now, when when she said this, my my SMS exploded. People were like, "Oh my God, she's it's like someone has to get her off the set immediately." <laughs> when did they think this was a good idea? I was, <laughs> so that made well, you it, know, as she gets as she gets older, she's really she's in her sixties, I think. Yes, uh, no, yeah, yeah I she, think so. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, she is obviously, uh, you get into this habit. I mean, I don't know how anyone can broadcast drunk. Uh, I mean, I don't even. I, uh, I've done it. Ex- I used to do it stoned all the time. Yeah, but you, when you were stoned, you weren't really any different than you normally are. Oh, okay, dude. Well, except for that. <laughs> <laughs> or the staring at your hands. Uh, <laughs> man. Ooh. That's really pretty. Oh, cool. Started. I've got six fingers. You know, I really started smoking weed heavily when I had a motorcycle accident, and the only uh, painkiller that really worked for me was smoking marijuana. 
but I was doing a morning radio show at the time. And so I had to uh, travel by car for like an hour and 15 minutes every, every morning, every weekday morning from Belgium up to the Netherlands. And I'd have a guy drive me, but I literally could not sit in the chair. And so I'd smoke some weed and be like, oh. And then by the time I got to the studio, I'm like, and I think I just keep smoking the weed. It makes the show much better. At least it sounded better to me. I'm sure it did. <laughs> yeah. So well, on the topic, since we're done, we'll try to make this thing flow a little bit. So Washington State and Colorado both yes. passed the uh, legalizing marijuana law where California couldn't even pass the labeling law <laughs> yeah, for know. the GMOs because they have this uh, or genetically modified organism, right? So, because we have so much money pours into California to keep anything from happening because we're supposedly the trendsetter state, so they, they're freaked out about anything no. like marijuana getting legalized or, or labeling changing. So, so the idiots from California, of course, don't know what they're doing when they vote. And, you know, they're always in the pockets of all the Democrats. They'll vote whatever, whoever throws the most money at it. But wait, let and, me ask you a question because I, I don't understand. Any, any normal person in the universe... This is what I don't get. Is sees the proposition uh, eighteen, I think it was, and and the question is, do you want companies to label what you are putting? No, it's proposition thirty-seven. Oh yeah, eighteen or something else. The eighteen. I'm sorry, I was here in Austin. Thirty-seven. Do you want companies to label what you put in your pie hole? And people actually went no. No, nah, I'm not interested. We don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, it, did, now, you saw the ballot. What did it say? Did there a little explanation? It, was, it explained it perfectly. What did it say? Do you remember what it said on the ballot? I don't have it on me. I, would, I should have a ballot with me, but I don't. It said, you know, it, it, it specifically said exactly what it was, which is these things that, you know, things need to be labeled. It wasn't a, a trick question. It wasn't like put on there peculiarly. It was if you didn't know anything about it and you read it, you'd know what you were voting on. Right. That's, that's what I figured. It's like, no, yeah, yeah, I'd like to know what they Well, the 32 was the other one. And 32, which had no, they had more money spent. I got, I voted yes on 32 without even knowing what it was because my mailbox, box 339 El Cerrito, where people also send checks, my mailbox was filled to the brim with no on 32. And there, there's, I started watching ads, and no on 32 is essentially to, to make it so unions can't take money off your payroll tax, uh, off your payroll uh, off, the, check. off your check, out of your pocket, essentially. Yeah, and, and use it for political purposes. And did that pass? No, it got rejected. <laughs> Because the the way the argument went was the following. Wait a minute. Yeah, it got rejected. John, no, let the unions John, do whatever John, they want. John, don't wait. Run away from the state. Get <laughs> the out, state man. The is Get horrible. Out. There are zombies there. They're insane. And, and my favorite thing is the way that one works, and I realize the real gimmick you want to use if you want to get all these knee-jerk Democrats to just vote no or whatever you want them to do. The Koch brothers support it. Oh. The Koch brothers support it. <laughs> Just bring oh, out the no, Koch brothers. The Koch brothers support it. <laughs> yeah. And I by know. the way, the Koch brothers support the News Hour on, uh, on uh, PBS. I the know. Koch brothers support ha- Nova. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> don't I, watch those. So I paid very close attention to uh, Washington because I, I was actually doing some reports for uh, my buddy's uh, radio show in Holland and, and, you know, kind of propagating the formula just a little bit, trying to hit the Dutch slaves in the mouth. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty interesting how it uh, looks like we are now in America. We have states that are more liberal than Amsterdam with your stupid weed pass. 
but so I'm, so I'm focusing in on some local uh, Washington news, and and it seems that this uh, passing of uh, uh, of marijuana legalization of marijuana may be somewhat of a scam. And I'd like to uh, play a local news reporter, which I found interesting. Initiative 502 spokesperson Allison Holcomb told me today it's ridiculous to think Washington's new marijuana law was designed specifically just to strengthen the state's DUI laws and not decriminalize pot. But key opponents of 502 call the law a wolf in sheep's clothing. And what we're going to have is a per se DUID bill, which is the drug czar's plan for the new prohibition. At issue is what... <laughs> Why don't we just stop right there? I like it. <laughs> so the way it works is uh, it all comes down to science as to how much uh, THC is too much and when are you actually stoned and wasted. The law is unfair and unscientific when it comes to measuring the amount of THC or the chemical in marijuana that gets you high for a DUI conviction. Opponents argue a driver who smoked a joint last week could still be busted and that would deter legal use. Hey, officer, I, it was last week, man. I didn't smoke right now. It was last week. I think there's a valid point to this, though. This could be a, this could be a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, I, I honestly don't believe that's true, but I will say this: Washington State, which has no personal income tax, much like Texas. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and what actually, are you even, doing in California? You have a house I, in Washington. I, work, I, I are cover you technology. There's nothing in Washington State. Yeah, the, yes, Microsoft. You can just be the Microsoft. Yeah, guy. well, that's one crummy company that won't let you in Amazon. through the front door. Amazon. Let me finish the job. Yeah, sorry, Amazon. Well, that's not a tech company. It's a retailer. Oh. Anyway, so um, really, they rely a lot in Washington State, and I keep telling people this: if you're going to visit Washington State, pay very, very careful attention to these to the uh, the speed signs, the the speed limit signs, and and you, and make sure you have a, a cruise control and uh, and, and use it exactly right. You will get a ticket. They make most of their money off of tickets. Mm-hmm. And and here's the way, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Here's the way you drive in Washington State. You're in, a say, a 60-mile-an-hour zone. You're going 62, maybe, because most cars are over. They're not adjusted correctly, so you can always do 62. So you're 62 with the cruise control on. It says uh, ahead, speed zone, 40, and there'll be because it's going to pass through a little town or something. Yeah. So you you go at 62, 62, and then when you get to the 40-mile-an-hour sign, which is about a quarter mile away from the from the warning, you slam on the brakes. Yeah. And you skid to a 40-mile-an-hour speed, <laughs> because and it, then you drive at 40, and then you, when you get back to the 60, but you'll gun it. Right. That's the way everyone drives like that. It, that's interesting, because when we were driving around the country, uh, I would pretty much do that. You know, you come, you, you'd be driving on, uh, not an interstate, but one of those, you know, the secondary routes, and all of a sudden it'd be like, okay, speed zone change up ahead, and it would go from 60 to 45 to 35 to 25, and I, I would keep doing it. You know, I could just see these cops stand, sitting behind the sign, you know, like in the, in the cartoon. And uh, and I'm sure it's like the, it's it's that way in uh, in Washington State here in Texas though. I still have uh, a tail light out, and I've had cops behind me passing me at all hours of the day and night. I haven't had a single problem. Oh, you get a pullover with the tail light out in Washington. I no. guarantee it. No, here they're like e bub, e. Yeah. You're in a truck. That's cool. That's all right. You're in a truck. You're yeah. crap. You're all right. You're all right. On the road, tail light out. The one of the two headlights blinking. 
So here's a lawyer from Washington uh, State who uh, also has an opinion, and it's uh, along the same lines that it's really uh, – we're really not there yet with the uh, legalization of marijuana. This law really did not legalize marijuana. I know people think it did. For one, employers still have the right to fire workers if they test positive for marijuana in a drug test. This, by the way, makes no sense. I mean, whoever said that legalizing any drug would allow you to be hammered on the job. That does, I mean, you can't. Yeah, I know. You can't. This is all specious. This is specious anti-drug argument to support yes. the old yes, way, the which old is way. a yes. corrupt system of illegal drugs sold by criminals on behalf of the government. And it hasn't changed anything with regards to the workplace. Um, there's no reform there at all. You also cannot grow or share the you drug. You can't be drunk on the job either, But you Diane. Listen, listen, this isn't Diane. <laughs> exactly. Fire that biosh. All right. Um, uh, there's no reform there at all. You also cannot grow or share the drug. But that sucks. You can like, hey, man, let me have a toke. No, that's illegal. You can't. You, you know, can't. this is a uh, a report. <laughs> this is a bogative report. Of that course. It, you, the, the thing is, you've got to, to get these laws passed, you have to push, you have to do a step at a time. Yeah. So, sure, maybe you could try to get, go further with one. Like in Colorado, they, they did. And the biggest opponent to the Colorado law, which the public obviously won, and Colorado's a bunch of stoners, uh-huh. especially in, in the Boulder and Colorado. Uh-huh. Anyway, is the governor, the governor of Colorado. He's like irked about this. I mean, why not, what is this guy even doing in office? Okay, so so... Well, he's probably part of the drug cartel. That's why these guys are irked. I don't believe for a second that, that the federales are going to leave this alone. Um, the Obama administration has no other choice but to bust people under federal law because if we truly legalized marijuana in America, the economy would come crashing down. I, I don't, I think this is just a great idea. You think you slaves got something is not going to happen. This, I, I think this lawyer even talks about that. If you were to hand me that one ounce of marijuana, you'd be committing a delivery. Then there is the feds who could take the fight all the way to the Supreme Court. They're not overly enamored federally about my business. <laughs> and yet I'm still open. Supporters say this is more than just one state's right to light up. This is why people- I love I love the stoners who listen to them hawking and coughing. In jail for the past 75 years. They want to see a grassroots movement. <laughs> and it's all these old dudes with gray hair like yeah, oh, yeah, ponytails. We got it. <laughs> and I'm looking Finally. like I'm like, "Oh man, how sad hey, was man, it? I've been waiting for this moment." <laughs> I'm so sad. I used to cough like that. I had the exact same cough, just from cigarettes. Uh, but anyway, my, my prediction is this will not hold. People will start getting, and they're going to bust people over the head for this. This is not going to happen. It's not. Certainly not in Colorado. Washington State, I don't know. Maybe it's like, who gives a crap about them hippies up there? But Colorado, I don't know. That's kind of the, you know, that's second home for the government. You know, we can't, can't just have that going on in our backyard. So I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm right. skeptical. In fact, uh, yeah, they I'm went t- over old Democrat too. But yeah, well, anyway, at least somebody did it. Yeah, they didn't do it in California though, because obviously the Koch brothers were behind it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Koch brothers. That's funny. It's such a mixed metaphor too. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. Koch brothers. Um, anyway, so so what did you think of the? Uh, of, of how let me let me just tell you uh, Ms. Mickey and I 
we stayed home and and watched everything. It actually was a very bad day for me. Uh, on an aside, since we're talking about smoking, I went to see my dentist. And remember when I stopped smoking? Remember when I was complaining? Well, first I had the eye thing, but then like my teeth really hurt. Remember I told you about that? Yeah, yeah. So guess what happened? Your teeth fell out. Oh, close. So after I stopped smoking, my gums immediately started to recede. <laughs> because I guess... Hi, the, I'm Adam. <laughs> tell you, because I guess they're always... I in, have lots of tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I guess because um, your your gums are naturally kind of inflamed when you have smoke in your face the whole time. And, uh. so, and so they receded, and that's what was hurting my teeth. And the dentist, he went in there, he was like... Oh, this is not good. I'm like, what? I mean, you know, yeah, I have stained teeth before, but I've never gotten the, oh, this is not good. <laughs> and he went, okay, well, you know, we really have to do something here. I'm like, so, he said, well, I have to clean out all the microbes that have now lodged in between your receipt. I mean, it's a nasty story. In, be- in between your receipted gums, which is making it, you know, it's basically rotting your head away. It's going to go to your brain. And, and oh, God. Eat, eat your, there your goes brain. the show. I know. So I'm like, no, there goes the show, man. What are you going to do? So he had to numb me with, I think, 27 different shots. My whole face. This is one of these, like, I'm just going to go get my teeth clean. <laughs> Hey, how well, you he doing? did it on the spot. He gave you one of those root cleanings or whatever they call them. I mean, I mean, com- complete scraping. With, well, with like the big uh, power washer thing, he goes into uh, that thing. Oh, and so I was out. I was, but it amazes me. We have so many dentists listening to this show. When I stopped smoking, where was the warning? Like immediately go to your dentist because your gums are going to recede and you need. Well, we have our 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 dent- dentite night. Yeah, thanks a lot. Greg, who will have to uh, report in on we this have, issue. We have several nights, and I'm surprised that no one said, hey, man, you know, because I, I was complaining on the show. I don't show. think it's that common. Most people stop smoking. They don't end up with gum disease the next day. Uh, well, I've been smoking for 30 years. It seems like there might, you know, if my eyes went, somebody could have put two and two together. <laughs> Your um, eyes are back. Well, well kind of, yeah. Anyway, blinking and winking. So uh, Miss Mickey was like, "Well, this, this is just a warning to all you kids out there." That's right. Um, so Miss Mickey was like, "Oh, this is so boring." And then you know, then luckily we found Diane Sawyer, and that made the night. <laughs> I was like, you know, the, the Dvorak Consulting Group could do a much better job on making this election night show more exciting. I mean, all oh, the CNN was unwatchable with their idiotic maps and click and tap and zoom and like, uh, it's like it's like watching someone use an iPad all day. That's boring. So what? So did you get the what? Not boring was the horrible coverage on MSNBC with Rachel Maddow of oh. all people being the anchor, you know, stand-up comic anchor. And it's I like I, uh, I, could, I couldn't watch her. I couldn't with Chris Matthews and Al Sharpton and Ed Schultz. I mean, these were like the idiot club. Can, can so I, I have the clip of okay. uh, well, before you do Chris that. Ma- before, I Chris know, Matthews. I know you're going to get into that. I want to play a clip from before election night from Chris Matthews. And, okay. And then I, then I can give you free reign. This is what he said in the afternoon, which just like, oh, my. This is why I couldn't watch MSNBC. It's all night long. <laughs> but if you don't vote, I don't want to talk to you. And if you vote for one of these numbskull third or fourth party candidates like Gary Johnson or Jill Steele Stein and say, oh, I was so surprised at what happened. No, you shouldn't be because idiots like you voted for third and fourth party candidates and they don't know how this system works. You have two choices. Chris Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> Chef. 
way. You have two choices. <laughs> what an Holy a-hole. Holy crap. What an a-hole. You don't know how the system works, slave. You can't vote for the third or fourth works. party. You vote for who you want to win. No, that's not how the system works. It's not how it works. Shut up, slave. It's not how it works. What an a-hole. That's, that actually, that clip's actually better than mine. Um, well, but uh, we'll, well uh, be that as it may. I'll be the, the judge of that. So here's Chris Matthews, bumbling moron who knows how the system works, apparently, <laughs> going on and on about how great. He wraps up the, the Rachel Maddow show with his little commentary. In there, he makes two incredible gaffes. And then he says it was great that the storm happened. Rachel goes, oh, oh, don't do that. Don't, oh, no, what I meant was. And, but now tell me if you can find the two gaffes uh-huh. that he makes in this. In this, you'll, well, I mean, one of them would be totally obvious. The second one's, I think, a little harder to spot. Well, let me, let me just close my thoughts tonight. Please. It takes a half a second. I, I am so proud of the country to reelect this president and overcoming, not because of the partisanship or any of the, even the policies, just the fact, here's an African guy, African-American guy from an unusual <laughs> background. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Uh, part immigrant background, part African-American background, with all this assault on him from day one, from Mitch McConnell. From Wait a minute, what, do you mean, what is this part immigrant, part African? What is he? That's it, that was the other guy. Oh my God. What do you mean immigrant? He was born in the United States. How can he be an immigrant? Although I will say, I thought it was really fun. I mean, should we play the rest of the clip before we... Uh... Yeah, because the rest of the clip has the part about right, the storm right, right. that the everyone storm, got all right, worked up. Got it. Uh, by the way, and I think people getting worked up about the storm detracted from the African comment. The clowns out there that aren't elected never will be to anything. And the way he took it, as somebody said it, with coolness and charm and, and dignity, and just took it and took it and kept moving forward and doing his job. And, and the American people, and I know we look at these percentage, 40% of the white vote, fine. That's about right among Democrats in the last couple cycles, three cycles or four. Good work for them, good work for him, a good day for America. I'm so glad we had that storm last week because I think the storm was one of those things. No, politically, I should say, not in terms of hurting people. The storm brought in possibilities for good politics. I want to thank Chris Matthews, Lawrence O'Donnell, Reverend Al Sharpton, Ed Schultz, and Steve Schmidt. And by the way, you don't know how it works, stupid idiot. You can't vote for Gary Johnson or Jill Stein because that's not how it works. You have two choices. This is how it works, I'm telling you. I'm Chris Matthews. What an a-hole. Uh, yeah, the whole African thing is funny because the next day on CNN, here's what Soledad O'Brien did. Let's get right to David McKenzie. He's live in Kenya for us this morning, uh, <laughs> taking a look at how uh, the president's ancestral family was reacting. Hey, David. So, so they're going live to Kenya. <laughs> like, this is like, put it in their face. That's funny. Well, that's it's actually funnier. Yeah. And go on topping each other. Yeah, listen. Wait. China. Oh, yeah. The day before the election, decided not only go to Africa because they're giving it to Obama as much as they can, but they found his half brother. The half brother of uh, the current U.S. president predicts that Barack Obama will win re-election. <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I, I want to see this guy's birth certificate. Where's he from? In an exclusive interview in Kenya with CCTV Africa, Samson Obama sent a direct message Samson? to his brother. What's his name, yeah. Samson? Samson Obama. <laughs> if you win, uh, first, I love, uh, I'll congratulate, congratulate you. And my message, please come and see us. Come and see Kenya. 
come and visit Kogelo and see how much your uh, your presidency has changed the uh, the place. Wait a minute. This is his Chinese half-brother saying, come to Kenya. <laughs> no, he's not Chinese. He's a black guy. Oh, I thought it was a Chinese. Uh, no, no, this is China. This is from CCN. Oh, okay. They were giving it. it to Obama by pointing this out. Right. Well, no, but but on CNN, they, they don't, it's all great. It's like, uh, was it Mama, Mama Obama? Is like great-grandmother's there and... It was, it was funny. Yeah, you mean the great-grandmother who actually saw him born in Kenya? That <laughs> yeah, one? That one, yeah. They don't let her talk on camera anymore, though. She's a little ixnay on the Amrike Octay. No, no, no. So, what you're talking about CNN. Yeah. You don't have to finish that clip. It's just a guy rambling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, they had some idiot on. And I want you to play this. This is a classic. And, by the way, they've also come up with a new meme. And I'll tell you what the meme is. It's... Uh, Exactly similar. Each candidate desperately wants to win this county, which is just no, wait, north wait, of Richmond. Stop, stop, stop. Before you play that, you better take take out a pen and a piece of paper and write down the numbers. Because he's going to throw a bunch of numbers out. Really? And you have to write them down to realize that this is unbelievable. Okay, hold on a second. Should I rewind or are we okay from here? Uh, you can rewind if you want. No, I'm not going to. And they trust me enough here, the elections officials, to give me the raw numbers for some of the precincts. There are 93 precincts. A handful have now reported. And I want to analyze them a little bit with the two top bosses here. This is Mark Copley, who's the general registrar here. Anne-Marie Middlesworth, the deputy. And what's interesting about these numbers, they're very similar to 2008 numbers when Barack Obama won here. For example, here in this precinct, Mitt Romney, 1,096 votes. Barack Obama, 824 votes. This is the West End precinct. How does that compare to 2008? I had 1,078 votes for Obama and 746 votes for I mean, sorry for Obama and 1,058 for McCain. <laughs> okay, so it was almost what? exactly similar percentage. I actually calculated it before. Uh. Uh, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> 1096 and 824 are today's numbers. That's Obama 1096. And the f and the numbers last time were 1078 for Obama and 1058 for uh, McCain. Mm -hmm. And those are exactly similar, according to this guy, because <laughs> exactly he did the, the math. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Sounds the same now, to me. <laughs> now, he uses the term exactly similar a second time, which I have on the second clip. It's very short. Just wanna, just to <laughs> emphasize, he said this over and over again, exactly similar. Looking four years ago, 68 to 48 Republican today. Almost exactly similar. The reason that possibly, I emphasize, possibly may bode well so far for Barack Obama. This is, gr this is New World Order doublespeak, man. Good call. Good one. Exactly similar. You know what? I give it to you today. I'll take it. Exactly similar. That's a show title, actually. Exactly similar. Wow. And people, you know, people at home going like, that's right. It's exactly similar. Exactly similar. <laughs> this is CNN at work. All right. So I have to say that, um, can I get into my my theory and thesis here on the elections? You think we're... Yeah, go we're for it. For I'm, it? I'm all ears. I already got clip of the day. I'm now on my you're, resting. You're good, right? You're done. You're done. <laughs> I'm good. All right. So this was, uh, this election was actually a, a callback to uh, Eisenhower. And uh, we had our Patsy, and we had our Shill, and this was one big show, and it has nothing to do with how America actually voted. So first, uh, I will take you back to the days of the UNIVAC. 
The Univac was um, made by the Rand Corporation, and it was used in the. Um, who was it? Uh, it was actually Remington Rand was the Remington maker. Rand. Um, it was in the Eisenhower against who was it back in the day then, John? I think it became the Sperry Univac during that era. Yeah, but who was it? Eisenhower. Eisenhower and, and Adlai Stevenson. Was it Stevenson? I think it was. It was and, always Stevenson, both times. And so we had a very similar situation where the political analysts and pundits. Now, this was the beginning of television coverage of elections. Uh, they were all, you know, they 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 had it all all the numbers completely different, and the Univac actually predicted. Uh, Eisenhower by an enormous landslide, and it, as it turned out, it was it, it was like you know three hundred. No, it was like five hundred electoral votes to uh, to you know to thirty eight or something. It really was an outrageous landslide. And here's a quick report on it. This is the face of a Univac. Laughable now, groundbreaking then. Univac, uh, can you tell us uh, what your prediction is now on the basis of the returns that we've had so far? I don't know. I think that Univac is probably an honest machine, a good deal more honest than a lot of commentators who are working, and he doesn't think he's got a, enough to tell us anything about yet. But, but Univac did have something to say. To With not even three and a half million votes counted, he predicted 100 to 1 odds of an Eisenhower victory in a landslide so huge it seemed impossible, given what had been thought to be a close race. The results were withheld for several hours, CBS and the machine's makers fearing humiliation. So that is just a little background on uh, how it played out and how we had the numbers versus the pundits. So this, uh, this year, we had this blogger, this blogger for the New York Times. And, and it was very interesting to see this meme of this guy. Nate Silver is his name. And he, he's, he's like, he's a total... Pocket pen, you know, pen pocket protector, you know, you know, just really total full on geek. And he came out with his models and his predictions and his numbers. And he said, nope, it's going to be a big win for Obama. Seventy five percent Obama's going to win. And this was a real discussion. Some a blogger. Yes, for The New York Times. But he, he doesn't even write in the paper. He has a blog, and he's like, oh, well, I, this is not true. I know what's going to happen. And there was a big conversation. Every, all the Republicans were talking about it. Here's a little bit of the report about this Nate guy. And we have New York Times blogger Nate Silver's prediction of an Obama win on Tuesday, no matter what the popular vote. Now listen carefully to what he says. Politics is a people full of people who are trained to manipulate the way that we view information. Um, so when they see information they don't like, and we're publishing it based on a computer program that we designed four years ago. So he designed the computer program four years ago. So essentially, when the Obama administration got in and they decided, hey, we got to come up with a great scam to ruin this thing again in four years, that's when he started this program. Says every day, they're going to become very, very upset. They can't manipulate what my computer says. Oh, no? Really? Really? We can't man That's impossible, huh? Okay. So what is he talking about? He's talking about that he has some some special magic sauce that he pulls in the same data everybody else has, but his models come out and show that the president's going to win against because everyone was saying close race, close race, close race, too close to call, and he was like, no, 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 not at all. Listen. This is another Univac moment, or a stat head headed for a fall. The election's Tuesday. How many more posts? 
Nate Silver has become the numbers geek. Pundits love to hate, particularly Republican pundits. Nate Silver says this is a 73.6% chance that... The so you had all these Republican pundits on television talking about this guy, and who gives a crap? It's like, it's real easy. You and I can say the same. It's like, it's going to be guy A or guy B. It's not yeah, like, it's, it, why it, did we get so much? This is obviously a publicity stunt that's well orchestrated. Ah, thank you. Now you're seeing the point. So here's what I believe happened. Um, there was a, a flip of probably 8, 9, 10 million votes. I'm convinced that Romney thought he had it sewn up. It was in the bag. He, did, you know, he didn't have a concession speech. They had a transition website, the whole thing. They're good to go. And just as we have always said, his own party sold him out. He had Republicans and Democrats flip the votes. Now, there's a number of ways that, that this may have happened. Uh, but I think election fraud, if you really have the people on board, is possible. But you can't do it with just one party. I think that, it, that the Republican Party went, hey, screw it. We're not letting this guy. We want Jeb Bush in 2016. And that's why we had this real. This, so we had this guy, the patsy. And then we have Carl Rove, the actor, who's like, oh, he has to he put on a little show on Fox. Here's a, just a little bit, uh, some snippets of, of him being outraged about how the counting is going. This is acting. This guy knew about it. His job was to get, is to get Jeb Bush in the White House in 2016, not Mitt Romney. Just listen to him. Paul, he said, not really. You went through this in 2000. You almost went through it in 2004. Do you believe that Ohio has been settled? No, I don't. So you're not saying that Obama isn't I think this is premature. We got 70. We got a quarter of the vote. I understand what Carl's saying, but if you look at some of these counties that are still left out there, there are votes, a lot of votes left for Obama. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you should. We got to be careful about calling things when we have like 991 votes separating the two candidates and a quarter of the vote yet to count. Well, folks, <laughs> uh, so maybe not so fast. Thanks a lot. Thanks. So this went back and forth between left and right. And then the left wing media was saying, Carl Rowe had a meltdown, a nervous breakdown. No, he didn't. He didn't have a nervous breakdown. He was just doing some bad acting. And how do we know it was acting? Because Megyn Kelly to get to the bottom actually says that they rehearsed this whole right thing the, during the, the day. They used to keep him right here. Here she is now walking from the set all the way to the back where they have the decision room. And then she'll literally say they rehearsed with this. Us in the studio. And then for some reason, whoa, careful. Then for some reason, they moved him down the hall. We were... Too close. And now she says to the camera guy, you're too close because you can look up my nostrils. We were thinking this wouldn't be necessary, but mm, as it turns out. It was in the script, Megan. Shut so up. So you can see this is uh, this is sort of all the folks behind the scenes who have been watching the program from back here. Hi, guys. Arthur Idala decided to join. They're way down the hall. So we'll do a little interrogation and see. So this looks completely impromptu. If they stand by their call, notwithstanding the, the doubts that Carl Rove has attempted to place. Keep coming. Here we go. Now, when we practiced this before, we... Oh, there's the beautiful Jenna Lee. Uh, when we practiced this before in our rehearsals... We lost all audio in our ears. Yeah, so how spontaneous was this little walk she did? Holy crap, what is she thinking? Well, she's an idiot, obviously. She totally, totally messed this. I think she says it again. Right about here. Yeah. That's happening again. Oh. But 
Yeah, where the, where the producer is saying, shut up, shut up, don't talk about the rehearsal. She's so, probably lost the IFB. So it is my belief. So that, this was rehearsed. Now, by the way, just to back you up a little bit, there was, I don't know if you watched the video, but there's been more and more evidence pouring in, but there's this terrific Fox video of a, of a woman getting a ticket. That was recorded by a school bus guy. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't have the clip. I did see it. Yes, rehearsed. They were totally rehearsed. It's not video. only rehearsed, but they show it twice. And the second time, there's a new car. There's a different car <laughs> a different in the car. picture. Like, bring in the other they one. They can't on even the set. get it right. They suck at this. And this is Fox. They're to bring the movie people in. But let's let us remember that we have always said the Democrats control Fox. And now that they have Richard Murdoch, uh, Rupert Murdoch, uh, uh, Ralph Murdoch, completely. Uh, blackmail because of all of the phone tapping. This was set up, John. I'm, I absolutely believe this was set up, and the American people got duped. Votes were flipped around. I really, really think that Romney had the numbers sewn up, and if you listen to all this bullcrap about numbers and how did it happen, but that his own party sold him out so we can have a Hillary Clinton, Jeb Bush 2016. I call this entire election one big show and scam. Okay, so let me uh, uh, try to say what I think. And I'll, I'll agree with the, the – we've already discussed the idea that nobody wanted to, this job. No Republican wanted this job. Exactly. Didn't, Romney didn't – was going to lose. Yeah. We, we, people said, well, you guys predicted Obama was going to win. No, we predicted Obama was going to get out of the race, quit. and this was about quit. a year ago. Yeah. And then when he didn't, we it was obvious that he was going and to win. And it turns out he actually did consider quitting. I mean, that's not and public I, knowledge. Exactly. And I think that I think that, that Obama actually did win without anybody fooling around uh, to any extreme, although they seem to have this – now I'm more convinced than ever with some latest uh, – reports about that Benghazi thing that that was obviously I mean it's getting more and more confirmed that it was a, a kidnapping attempt to, by the government right but again. anyway but the, the the whole thing about about this the, the, the everyone say oh the polls are real close are real close and then, then this Nate Silver and other people this they're not close in fact there's a uh, Obama pollster that came out later who was gloating over the fact that he's never he always had Obama ahead and it was all bullcrap no one was talking about it we cannot forget the fact that this was a big money election designed to soak contributors you had to keep the election close when it wasn't ever going to be close because you had to soak both the Democrats and the Republicans who contribute to this with $30,000 plate dinners and in, in contributions and $5 on the website and everything in between so you could extract as much money from them as you could possibly extract. So it was down to the wire until it never was down to the wire. That was the scam. Okay. I'll buy that too. I, I, I like my conspiracy better, but I think yours is probably more based in reality. So it was all a scam then. So you, what you're saying is Nate Silver is awesome. By the way, he's but, not awesome. He was just him and a million other guys. What kind of a model did they have? I saw the presentation on the BBC that showed just based on what happened in 2008 and what could possibly happen. It would all the if everything went Romney's yeah. way, there was no way he could win. OK. All right. But then so then the Carl Rove acting is still acting. The whole Fox thing was acting. Yeah, well, they said she said they rehearsed it. That's horrible. <laughs> what is she thinking? Hmm. 
Buzzkill Jr. says here, Nate Silver is a cool dude. I used to correspond with him back in college. His magic ingredient was internet comments, and his special sauce is a deep distrust of Gallup polls. Though in all likelihood, here's the Dvorak part of him, given how commercial he is, he probably sold out completely when he got hired by the New York Times. Good work, Buzzkill Jr. Straight from the horse's mouth. There you go. We're... we're Connected. So uh, let me uh, do a little. I, I found Romney's concession speech to be somewhat threatening. But, you you, you did, know, I have to be honest about it. I was riveted to Obama's uh, campaign speech. Oh, I'm sorry. Con, <laughs> con, con, his, his acceptance speech, which was a campaign speech. What is this guy going to do for the next four years? I, You know what? I sat there and I had tears. I'm like, uh, this is great. He did it. I mean, he, he does that so well. He does it oh, so it was, well. I thought the speech was horrible. Oh, by, oh, Biden 2016, that's what I'm saying. Here's a Romney threatening the president. I have just called President Obama to congratulate him on his victory. His supporters and his campaign also deserve congratulations. I wish all of them well, but particularly the president, the first lady, and their daughters. Now, did he he just say, I wish all of them well? Particularly you, your family, your daughters? I wish you well. I thought that was threatening. You're right. I wish them all well, particularly you. (laughs) That's threatening to me. I can see where you'd interpret that. Don't walk outside. That's not a good idea. Especially you, your daughters, your family. And here's the the NATO Secretary General um, Rasmussen congratulating the president with some interesting new information. I extend my warm congratulations to President Obama on his re-election as President of the United States. The transatlantic bond on which NATO was founded remains as important as ever for peace and security. And President Obama has shown great leadership in keeping it strong. I look forward to continuing our close cooperation with President Obama so that NATO remains effective in a fast-changing world against new threats with new capabilities. <laughs> what new threats? What new threats are we getting? Uh, new threats? Wow, that's a good catch. New th- and we have new capabilities, apparently. Yeah, new fast- threats and new capabilities out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, it's coming. New threats, new capabilities. You heard it here first on the No Agenda Show. From direct New th- threats. New threats. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, the guy's almost like, hey, we got new threats. <laughs> new threats. I'm so happy about new threats. I think we should continue uh, discussing the election for another uh, segment or so, but I, I would like to get to the uh, executive producers and oh, yes. to take a break for a yes, second. Yes, very good. Let's do that. I had a, We had a good uh, comeback from the uh, last couple of shows, which are terrible well, well, in terms can, of... Uh, can I just say something? Uh, when you... When you made your case on the last show about how people were not supporting us, do you know that Mickey actually said, uh, should I be like, you know, looking for a job too? I'm not kidding. I mean, I thought she is looking for a job. No, well, she's, she has a job with, you know, she's, she's selling her art, but you know, she, I mean, it's not like, and the money, the money's not rolling in, you know, it's not like, oh, an, no, av- an avalanche start, of cash. When you're an artist, you always start slow. If, well, she's selling, which is fantastic. But she was so freaked out because, you know, I, I, don't, I don't always say like, hey, you know, it really sucks. I mean, this is not you're not a great husband if all you do after your work is like sucks. We're going broke. 
you know, that's not nice. So you really laid into people, and I'm glad that uh, the message was heard. So I appreciate well, I'm it. glad too, and yeah. and we want to thank uh, uh, the, our executive producers and our associate executive producers, and we do have uh, f- uh, four executive producers, and I think a similar amount of ex- associates, including uh, our uh, uh, Sir Robert Rock in Anchorage, Alaska, and we cannot find a note from him, even though he gave us uh, one thousand one hundred eight dollars and twelve cents, which is a screwball number. So I assume there's some message. That should be attached to that, and we'll uh, await yeah, it's, his uh, commentary. You know, it's like I was looking everywhere as well. Like, I, this, he's got to have some awesome message, well, and I just can't find it. Well, because the number—if it was just a straight-up number, I would say, well, maybe just wants to throw it out there. But it's not. It's a screw, it's screwy a number. Crazy give, him a, number. give him a karma. Yeah, f- big karma. Are you kidding me? Awesome. Thank you, Sir Robert. You've got karma. We have four hundred fifty-nine dollars from Big Jim uh, from Hangar Eight. 18, actually. Sending my money to be a member of the Club 459, which is actually really cool. Of course, he's the only one to recognize this if, you, if you're into numbers because 4 plus 5 plus 9 equals 18. Eight, 1 plus 8 of the 18 equals 9, which is a famous lucky number. Okay, so this is my first donation. Long-time boner. I'll give you my request list in a second. But I want to say thank you for doing what you guys do. I know it's been tough lately, but uh, I blame government uncertainty. I hope you get a good amount of donations this week. Because uh, we're all equally screwed, regardless of whether it was going to be BO or MR. Okay, uh, he wants a de-douching mm-hmm. MILF mm-hmm. for his beautiful wife, and he'll send pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And he says he doesn't believe in karma. Give a shot out out there for all the fans who have donated. Maybe give it. I don't know if he wants karma or not. Can you read it into his message? Uh, he says, "Give a shout. Give a shot out there for all the fans that have donated. Maybe just okay when well, they do yeah, a dedouching milf no, karma." Here we go. <laughs> You've been dedouched. You've got karma. It's a good combo too. Four five niner. Thank you so much, uh, Big Jim Hanger eighteen. Four five niner. Um, Another uh, night, Sir Scott Hankel in Sunland, California, 458. Like they send a good luck karma shout out to his wife on uh, getting some good news on Monday. Keep up the good work and the best podcast in the universe. You've got karma. And I guess he came in late with a 458 for the previous episode. So we'll actually put him in the 459er club. We'll, uh, we'll actually drop in an extra silver dollar there. Oh, it sounds like silver. <laughs> Stuart Morrison, Seaford, Victoria, uh, 333 Australia, 33.33. Uh, uh, Stuart Morrison, Doctor, 26 Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. Hi, guys. I'm making this contribution. Becoming unspeakably angered this week at the Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Obama bot crap that is seemingly also mind-controlled fellow Australians. Their blind propaganda regurgitation with no understanding of the underlying issues, drones, or existence of possibly several Obamas, <laughs> led yeah. me to a level of Facebook and workplace ranting to the point where I'm close to being labeled a crackpot. Thanks for your brilliant analysis, and I look forward to sharing a fine bottle of 3X retail wine with you both when you travel to Australia. Well, I think Miss Mickey and I will be there uh... Well, within a year, hopefully, hopefully we we plan on coming by. And that he brings up a very good point. Will we see two inaugurations again, John? Will we see that? Will right, we, s- we forgot about you, Dad. We remind our newer listeners of what you what you've discovered. Well, uh, I would have to say this was your discovery um, when uh, President Obama was in, inaugurated in two thousand eight. He flubbed 
on his initial uh, uh, playback there. And then they had another inauguration downstairs without press. And uh, you are the one, John C. Dvorak, you, you are the one that said, obviously, there's two Obamas. And I think if you look at the pictures, proof is there. Science! Science! So uh, uh, now here we got one. Tim Dorwinian, Dorwinian, Dorwinian. I don't uh, know. This is a tough one. D-W-O-R-I-A-N-Y-N. Dvorianin? I don't think W is usually never pronounced a V. Dor Dorianin? Dorianin. Dorianin. How about Dorian Dorianin? Dorianin. Tim Dorianin. It could be Dorianin. I like Dorianin. Sounds good. Okay. Well, around Lake Illinois, two sixty, a longtime boner, first time donor here, like to call myself out as a douchebag. Oh no, okay. Douchebag. For listening for over a year and not donating, John's health heartfelt appeal to the masses hit me. I'm therefore donating two sixty, which is a year's worth of a dollar an hour. There you go. And to make good on the value for value, I should have been paying in the last year to the best podcast in the universe. I would like a simple de-douching karma shot, please, and also keep up the good work. Uh, Here it is, Dawarian. 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 Boy, we suck. (laughs) Close enough. Uh, All right, thank you. Dawarian. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. All right, thank you very much. Nice note, too. Appreciate it. Mark Workman, we don't have any, I don't have any comment from him. Uh, Dayton, Ohio, 250. John Johnson Jr., Troy, New York, 233.33. In the morning of achieved knighthood, and it's a very special occasion for me since smoking, my smoking hot fiance, Candace, will become my smoking hot wife on Saturday. Our date, 11, 10, 12, adds up to 33. So I figured what better time not... Is this right? 10, what's yeah. the date today? Yeah, you know, 11, today's 10, 12. Eight. Yeah, so uh, that's Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Saturday. we could have made this as some sort of a donation number. <laughs> so what better time not only to get a wedding ring, but also a night ring well, and can I tell request you? a double shot at Karma for upcoming day? Can I tell you, we suck. How many times do I have to tell you that? We suck, and then we go back, we tell everyone we suck, and then they hook us up. This is how it works. Good system. I like it. You've got Karma. Cool. We'll be knighting you, uh, John Johnson. Well, what we we don't suck. We do. Everyone says we're the greatest podcast in the universe. What we what we don't do well is we don't come up with these crazy numerological things very well, much. We don't spend a lot of time on it. You are correct. I was only drawing you out to see if you were listening. Sir Dean Bertram, our buddy in Ghana, uh, two twenty two twenty two. A uh, good day, John M. You've lifted the bar, which shows two four five seven and four five eight. Uh, yeah, I think they were pretty good shows. Informative and first class, uh, you really spat the dummy on Sunday over donations. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't I'm know not, what that I'm means. I'm not familiar with this term. Spat so it's the, probably some African term. Hmm. Uh, the shows are great. I believe now I have another knighthood and would like to give it to my daughter, Donna. Unlike her sister, Dame Deanna, she is a listener on sufferance during the morning commute. Hmm. Uh, in other words, she's tortured by, <laughs> by De- Dean. Thank you for your best podcast in the universe. Uh, three more daughters need damehood, so don't pull the pin on the show yet. Another five years should get us there. Spit the dummy, Australian term, to indulge in a sudden display of anger or frustration, to lose one's temper, to phrase... The phrase is usually used of an adult, and the implication is that the outburst is childish, like a baby spitting out its dummy in... Oh, spit the dummy. is like, a, yeah, like a pacifier. That they call uh, that they call yeah, that dumb. No, no, no. I think that's a misuse of the term because I wasn't mad. I was just sad. 
sad. Joseph Frost, uh, Sir Joseph Frost, one of our knights in Wooddale, Illinois, $200. Back again with the results of the election. Can we say goodbye to the Tea Party? <laughs> May I get a parliament rumble <sighs> overlaid with the Italian shut-up slave and karma, which we've done before. It's a good one. I need it to be job karma. But love karma is also good, he says. Okay, hold on a second, because, of course, I'm never prepared for... Uh, so he, it's the... Sh- the uh, and he wants a karma. Okay. All right. I think I can do it now. Shut up, slave. You've got karma. And finally, Sir Kent O'Rourke in Frostburg, uh, Maryland, 200, along with uh, Sir Alan Martin, um, 200, who thanks me for chiding him, I guess, uh, in the last show. Uh, okay, that, that will be our donation, uh, or sorry, executive producer, associate executive producer segment. You will probably find a drop-off on Sunday, so now is the time to get your associate executive producership in cheap. Right. Go to Dvorak.org slash NA. 460, and we want to thank, of course. 460 uh, is a good number. It is a good number. Daniel McDonald for the artwork on the previous episode. Uh, also, uh, we haven't actually done this, John, but I'd just like to say to you, in the morning, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and in a good uh, in the morning to all the knights out there who give us all the support they do. I'm going to ask Mimi next time you guys are sleeping in the same bed. I'm going to say, just wake him up at three in the morning and just say in the morning and see if you if he rattles off that whole thing. <laughs> in the morning to you, Adam Curry. Yes, and thank you to our double nights, multiple nights, everyone getting in. On the uh, ten, uh, on the twelve, twelve, twelve knighthood, and of course, anyone getting in uh, before the end of the year still will receive the uh, coveted No Agenda Night Ring. And uh, for those of you out there who cannot help us out in other, what are you doing? You're crashing around. That's the garbage truck coming by. Oh, okay. Please help us by going out and propagating our formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. I forgot. Um, we now have a conference server for all the No Agenda hams. Uh, you can go to Echo Link Node seven eight zero three nine or niner seven eight zero three nine or niner, and we we are now uh, on the air in Indianapolis on nine hundred megahertz. Um, I think there was an Ohio uh, where we're, uh, people are now connecting to this conference server. And they have their own repeaters, or they're hooking into their local repeaters. So it's becoming a pretty big club, John. We had uh, there was actually we had a real QSO going on during the elections. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was great. Everyone was like checking in. You know, hey, hey, how you doing? And so once if we have a, you know we're kind of building up this uh, this uh, radio network, and then I can easily uh, put a stream on it so that you know non hams can at least listen to what's being said, and maybe. You'll be motivated to get your license. It's not that hard. No, it's I, not if, easy, I, if I can do it, it's kind of, you know, getting your techni- your technician license. No, anyone who's in the computers is, are already two-thirds of the way there. Mm. 
You don't. You just have to be able to memorize stuff. You don't even need to be in the computer for the technician license. No, but I'm just saying most people that are listening to these shows or have enough computer knowledge that just that alone yeah. takes you about 90% to passing the test. Oh, yeah, it, without even without even uh, studying. But I got the... Yeah, this copper, can you put electricity through copper? <laughs> oh, no, is glass? Does yes. Gla- <laughs> John, you're blowing it. You know, that, that doesn't sound all that special. <laughs> I am actually, I'm now studying Morse code because I've learned... Oh, yeah, and the Morse code would be cool. Yeah, I, I've learned that... Uh, you know, get, you, do you have a speed key? No, I don't have one. I don't, I'm, just, I'm still learning the, the oh, code. Okay. You should get a speed no, key. No, I'm totally... I mean, I have a thing... Uh, there's a cool app that will uh, immediately translate the sound. I love that, too. So you, you hear some uh, some Morse code and just hold your, your phone up to the speaker, and it immediately translates what's coming in into, into text. That's pretty cool. But I want to learn how to do it. Because I, I, you know, I should learn Morse code too. I mean, why not? As you can, for one thing, on the on the bands that they can, you send it. You get on, way further. You can go. You forever. go around the world. You can land it in, in Moscow. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyway, and we uh, and, and we and, and it may be necessary one day. <laughs> anyway, so so, uh, so let me just give me a, let me just, so please everybody, uh, it's uh, Echo Link Node seven eight zero three nine or nine or. That is the uh, the conference, and uh, there's 33 possible slots. I've set it up that way, uh, and we have a, a lot of people on already. So it's uh, good to have you. 73s, y'all. So, so I had to uh, <laughs> to get back into our little discussion on the election. I think we can take it for a little longer. Uh, really? Yeah, I got a couple of clips I want to play. Okay, well then, can I play? Uh... Well, let me play this one first because it's a it's a good mm-hmm. entremont. It's a, it passes through. Stop! It doesn't... Stop! 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 An entremont. Yeah, you know, a little in between, a little palate oh, cleanser. That's the thing that the, the oh, chef made this for you. That thing. Yeah, that. Ugh, I hate those. Only in the middle of the meal, it's, it's usually a sherbet. You know, it's sometimes it's like this, like some sappy, like ear. It's no, oyster, that's at the beginning of the meal. That's goop. the bull crap at the beginning. No, <laughs> this is always in the middle. Oh, okay. I, I like the sorbet, but I don't like the oyster. Like, here's some oyster snot, chef made for you. Oh, thanks. That's really special. So, uh, Rush Limbaugh went out on a limb, you know, oh, people are going to be surprised, <laughs> surprised at how Romney is going to easily win. He went on and on, you know, thinking of course, it assuages his audience. So I had to just clip his opening the next day to see how he handled this on the show. And I have to say he's got a good sense of humor, but, but you know, it, it wasn't play. It was, yeah, play it. Broadcasting from high atop the WABC Broadcast Center overlooking Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan. This is New York City. Most listened to talk show host Rush Limbaugh. Hey, any of you guys in there want to come sit in my chair today? Anybody? Nobody wants to come sit in my chair here? None of you? I mean, I'm giving you a golden opportunity to speak to what? 50 million people. I can handle it. Okay. All right. That's so not nobody f- wants to come sit in my chair. The guy's a dick. It's not interesting. <laughs> it's not funny. I, I mean, I've known this guy for a long, long, long time. We had the same syndicators, Media America. That's how we started. And, you know, my, 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 two, my two business partners in my very first company, they syndicated Rush Limbaugh. And the guy is just, he just got really, really lucky with, you know, just a blowhard attitude, and you know, no, he, no, you missed it. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't he, luck. 
he was he a top forty. Guy. No bullcrap. He's a t- he was a top forty disc jockey who just decided to go on this complete right bend. No. R- yes, yes, I know this no. guy. He was a disc I'm jockey. I'm telling you, what, you don't let me finish. When they changed the law in 1987, when Reagan pulled back on the Fairness Act, he says that's bullcrap. Let's get rid of it, even though it was the Republicans who put it in actually to keep Roosevelt off the air. Well, soon as the day they pulled that off, he was on the air within months. He was the first guy to pick up on the fact that now you could do a show like this. For that alone, that's why he's worth four hundred million bucks. He nobody. It took years before anybody figured out what he was up to. So in nineteen, 19- and I don't see how you can fault a guy for for it's like a change in law. You say, wait a minute, I can take advantage of this. I'm sorry. And he did. I'm sorry, you're incorrect. It was his syndicators who took advantage of it. They are the ones that saw it, and they literally picked him out of the podunk, out of cow dung, and they put him on and said, do it like this, because I know how this went down. He is not a genius. Well, Ron Hartenbaum who spotted this law. I'm telling you the name. Ron Hartenbaum and Gary Schoenfeld are the geniuses who, who came up with this idea. And they and they had the hardest time, by the way, for years trying to sell him to AT&T and to Canon and anyone who would listen. And, of course, ulti- and, they, and they got a big piece of his butt, of his big, scary ass. Those are the geniuses. Rush Limbaugh is not a genius. All right. Well, I'll look into these. And I'm guys. not jealous of his money. Well, who, well, we can't, you can't be jealous. It's not, it's not a zero-sum game. It's not like it comes out of our pocket. No, He's but, not asking for donations. No, but, but, but you said it like $400 million, like that's cool or something. I think it's... it's I would hate to have to be him. For, I don't care how much money. Well, he's dead. Because you, you, you don't hear him having a ham QSO, do you? No, no. He having no fun. That's a good point about the ham license. He should have one. <laughs> Here's a Donald Trump was on the stick as well during the uh, election uh, results. Now let's talk about a post-election tweet that's getting a lot of attention online. I love this report just because. It, can you stop clipping the pen? It's so annoying. It really. I can't, you know, it's just, it's just I've gotten into this bad habit of clipping this pen. Yeah, but you know, it's like you hear it through the clips. You hear it when I'm talking. It's like you just don't. <laughs> well, it's like you and that cigarette lighter for years. Hey, I quit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll put this pen. I got to get a pen without a clicker on it. Now, after Obama's win, Donald Trump blew up on Twitter, calling for a revolution over the, quote, sham election. Now, he tweeted, he lost the popular vote by a lot and won the election. We should have a revolution in this country. Trump later deleted that tweet. Then people started tweeting about that deletion. He also tweeted, we can't let this happen. We should march on Washington and stop this travesty. Our nation is totally divided. Now, I'm young. The tweets just kept going on and on and on. And a lot of people there. Now, here it comes. Now, now, so you understand. He tweeted something dumb, deleted it, and then started retweeting. What, who gives a crap? But here's here's what the population says. They're angry on Twitter, and they're firing back. A lot of people are saying they're going to boycott uh, Trump's show, The Apprentice. Oh, right. Sure. Change your Twitter icon to no more Trump and don't watch The Apprentice. I guarantee <laughs> he's going to have super high numbers. You stupid, stupid slaves. <laughs> I'm gonna watch. You know, I'm gonna boycott him, but I'm gonna watch see if he says anything that I hate about him. Oh man, he's good. Population, sad, sad. He's sad. great. That he, guy is a genius. He is great. He's he's better than Rush Limbaugh. Well, when it comes to smartness, there's something to be said about that. So here's a here's a clip. 
I thought was good. This is a very famous money manager who's fled the country, and he still manages like hundreds of millions of dollars. And he does a newsletter, and he's a he's a neg- he's a de- definitely a negative Nelly. But pl- he's now living in Thailand. This is Mark Faber clip one. He th- is that the guy living in Thailand? I thought it was someone else. I know you're growing increasingly concerned these days. What motivates that concern? Well, first of all, I'm surprised that on the re-election of Mr. Obama, the S&P is only down like 30 points. I would have thought that the market on his re-election should be down at least 50%. (laughs) But uh, not that I would think that... Yes. I think Mr. Obama is a disaster for business, is a disaster for the United States. Are you sure that he's not a, a, a former Nazi in Argentina? <laughs> he might be. Not that Mr. Romney would be much better, but I think uh, the Republicans, uh, they understand the problem of excessive debt uh, better than Mr. Obama, who basically doesn't care about piling up debt. And you also have in the background Mr. Bernanke that with artificially low interest rates enables the debt to essentially escalate endlessly. Okay. Okay, so that, that actually the clip I wanted to put was the other one. So let's, well, but that you, was a good clip. But you, now <laughs> the clip that really got my attention is the second clip by this guy. And uh, to portray them as a profiteer of the system, which to some extent they are. Not because they wanted to, but Mr. Bernanke enabled them to be profiteers. Now, we have a situation where you have today Mr. Obama. I doubt he will stay at the presidency for another four years. I think there'll be so many scandals. But anyway, that's another story. Why why do you think that, that President Obama wouldn't make it four more years? Well, I mean, you know, there is so much smoke. <laughs> I suppose there is some fire. And uh, I just doubt. That. That's my observation. But uh, we don't know how the world will look in five years' time. I'm pretty sure central banks will continue to print money. And uh, the standards of living for people in the Western world, not just in America, will continue to decline because the cost of living increases will exceed essentially income gains. You know, um, I, I have a jingle for this guy. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You, thi- you think he has a... F- <laughs> I can't even do no, his voice. Hold on a second. I'm seeing if I can find it because it's probably located in some I know other. who you're thinking of, that other guy who's... Uh, Where's the bow tie? No, yeah, in, no, that, that's the guy. He lives that, in Southeast Asia too. Yeah, he's another naysayer. No, this guy's new to me. No, this is the guy I'm thinking of here. Comic strip, 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 and to portray them. Yeah, exactly that guy. It's exactly comic strip blogger. Yo, oh, comic. I'm telling you, it's him. That's a good one. It's him. Yeah, let's say it's not you mention it. We can have comic strip blogger do this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just have him call in and say some stuff and record it. Well, so there is a lot of smoke uh, around surrounding the president. 
And uh, and this smoke immediately was blown in everyone's face as we came back after the election. And my favorite television show, which I always watch, you can find it at video.state.gov, Victoria Newland in a really, really ugly-looking chiffon sweater. And here's our buddy Matt from Reuters. Yay. So now that the election is over, the president has safely been reelected. You're going to answer all of our questions about Benghazi? (laughs) Or is that too much to uh, hope? I think you know where we are. We have an ARB running, and, and the ARB, we hope, will answer. ARB is Accountability Review Board. For all of our questions. So the answer is no. What specifically did you have in mind, Matt? Well, any of the questions that you've been asked over the past several weeks that you've refused to answer. <laughs> and we have tied that to the fact that we have an ARB running. It was never tied to the election. Oh, I think that some people thought that it was. <laughs> I love you, man. I really love that guy. Uh, so... So he's going to stay on that because, of course, you know, this is a real problem. And uh, and there's still one guy out there, one lone douchebag trying to get it all done. His name is McCain. Uh, that, but we are seeing an anger level amongst the veterans about this Benghazi thing that I have never seen before. I wanted you know, to ask you about that, but, Senator. You, you actually called you want a special committee uh, set up to investigate the, the Benghazi attacks. And uh, you called for that this weekend. Talk about that. We just have to have a select committee like we had with Watergate, the Rand Contra, and those. I mean, there's just too many conflicting stories. There's too much uh, back and forth and different sources. And, uh, and you know, four brave Americans did die. And that, that, that really requires uh, that level of, of involvement. I have to say, I have received so many emails uh, from servicemen and women, and not just American uh, but also our buddy uh, over there, uh, Alexander, uh, in the Netherlands, they are so angry about all these, uh, you know, generals and admirals being uh, detained, you know, d- taken out of command. I mean, it's crazy. And there was a, there's another guy that they're railroading. Um, hold on a second. What was his? Uh, they they're putting him on some kind of. Uh, here it is, uh, general. What's his name? Uh, yeah, we got a lot of notes, including people here. saying that you know they were told to stand down at the point of a gun. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, that which was of course all him. lines up with the theory that there was a kidnapping that was carefully orchestrated that that uh, failed, which is very much like the the the, the uh, gun running that uh, Holder's boys did. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. Which was a failed another failed scam yeah. that was foisted on the American public, and they still won't get to the bottom of it because. You know, I guess the Congress is just tired of browbeating him, and the president's not going to do anything, and they don't have the guts to indict him. I mean, they have put him under, uh, they gave him a, a censorship, what was, or censor, Cens- they censored censor, him. Or, censure, or, or yeah. they, well, I forget what they did, but. <laughs> they said they can't gave keep him up. A, a knuckle wrapping. Yeah, it didn't do any good. I mean, it was just a, you know, a scam, but Holder yeah. is like, uh, but that's a, one guy was killed by yeah, yeah, the incompetent but, but bumbling. This, this time you killed an ambassador and a bunch of seals. Come on! But what I've heard, what I've heard, is that there were a number of high-level um, commanders who were really starting to seriously consider a coup and really, you know, mutinying against what's going on. And one of them is this Army Brigadier General Jeffrey Sinclair, who now they've thrown into the brig on. Uh, there's your pen again. On forced sodomy charges. Sorry. That's okay. Forced sodomy charges. Okay. Um, so they're just rolling these guys. I mean, what, he's a 
a general. Brigadier general. Yeah, forced sodomy. Yeah. On who? Some unfortunate recruits, I guess. <laughs> hey, boys, get in here. <laughs> I'm going to show you the army way. Yeah. But, you know, this. But to have to, to you know, so we have General Ham. He took him down. To have that happen, like, while they're on active patrol out there in the Middle East, that's unheard of. This is unheard of stuff. And people are angry. And I, I'm, I'm getting the emails. You must be getting the emails as well. And people are like, wow, this is, we've never seen this happen before. But no, no worries, because we threw that, uh, the writer of the anti-Islamic film in the, in, we threw him into prison. <laughs> well, that didn't, that uh, didn't fly. No. Because like, <laughs> we spotted it immediately, not to brag, but it was such a farce that yeah. the, uh, I don't know how, what they're thinking. They just don't have very good writers in that, in the White House, I guess. I don't know. Well, we, we they weren't, they didn't have a backup plan. They thought it would all go smoothly. They thought that the, you know, the, the, the hostage, they had it all set up, John. They had Argo the movie, which would totally mind control everybody into the high, the, taking the call back to the Iranian situation based on a true story. We would have the exact same thing happening. And, uh, and it turned out it wasn't even necessary. No, so, and here's the, here's the, the real irony. The last president who, who quit in disgrace was Nixon, who also was freaked out about not getting reelected. And and did this, you know, the plumbers, of course, he was set up, too. What was the plumbers thing? Oh, you mean the, 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 the Watergate? They, they broke into the Watergate apartment hotel complex, and they they, they bugged the Democratic uh, National Committee offices. It was, you know, it was a, right. very famous. But it was yeah. before your time. <laughs> no, I've heard anyway, of it. Anyway, so they— I've heard of it. <laughs> so, so Nixon freaks out because—and, you know, he thinks he's going to not get it really— he got, he got a landslide re-election. I mean, it was a, at least as— Better than Obama did, and so Obama, I, you know, these guys are so freaky because I think at some point, when I think it goes like this, at some point you know about the game that we're going to keep the polls tight so we can get as much money as possible. You right. know the game, right? That's the but game. But you keep hearing over and over how tight the election is, and Romney could win, right? And even though you know that polls are rigged. You still start disbelieving when you start saying to yourself as a paranoid would, like Nixon would be, you, and all these guys, you paranoid say, wait a minute, maybe they're tricking me. Maybe this is a tight race. Oh, no. So what do you think uh, now the news media will will basically will, uh, you know, it got until uh, the inauguration and all that, but. I guess what we'll be. What are we going to talk about now? Is it going to be fiscal cliff? Is that uh, is that all we'll be hearing about for the next uh, two months? Yeah, pretty much. That's that so the stock annoying. market as it starts to collapse before the fiscal cliff. Now here's what's here's the, my uh, scenario. I would actually have some. Uh, Ooh, we have a couple. I may have a clip here. Oh, we love scenarios. Here. Can I have a scenario? Can I have half a scenario, please? I'll give you a, a scenario and a half. Oh, nice. Make it, here, play. Here's the doomsayers on the on one of my favorite stock market shows called Fast Money. These are all professional traders. And they have this show and they talk out real fast too. <laughs> but here's the here's what they're thinking about the market. Uh, as of yesterday. Again, I think you're in a pretty defined range. It feels awful today, and it is. I think we will go lower from here at some point, but I think until that happens, you trade the range that I think we're in right now. And I'll say again, I think we're in this 1379 range, which I think we'll touch, and obviously 14 and a quarter on the upside has been resistance. We'll, we'll talk about it more weeks. later, but yes. you have to look at it out of the blocks. You know that taxes are going up. 
So yes. you're going to be selling stocks. You had to be selling stocks today. People would rather have 2012 taxes. Didn't you know that yesterday? Didn't you know that yesterday and the day before? No, I mean, you they, did know it, but you didn't know that Obama was going to win. That's the difference. Now you know he won. Now you're forced to do it. And with liquidity, you, you know, you really have to get out of a lot of these names. Well, the problem is, is that we've completely erased any positive catalyst that you could have in the market. Right on. Gold is up another 12 today, 20 bucks in two days. Hey. I think gold's. Hey. Yeah, gold is what it is. Yeah, it's what so, it is. Uh, it's the best thing I've ever invested in, ever. Ever. Yeah. Well, well I, I invest a lot of time in this show. You should have bought some real estate in your in your day. Well, I did, but I had to sell it when I got poor. Well, that should have been a better investment than gold. No. Because yeah, it's so leveraged. No, I mean, real yeah. estate's a leveraged investment. So, I mean, when yeah. you make money in real estate, you're making 5X yeah, the, no. the amount of money that you put you in. You know, there's a great real estate thing going on here in Austin. Oh, which, Austin's booming. Well, we should, yeah, well, we should be doing this. So there's this, um, it's called the, <clears throat> the Capital Factory. And this is a bunch of angel guys, you know, like angel investors. And they rented out the top floor of the Omni. Are you familiar with the Omni in, uh, in Austin? I... The, it's like half hotel and half business. So they got the, Yeah, yeah, they have something similar to that in uh, Atlanta. Right. So they got the top floor and uh, I don't know, it's like I don't know, 27,000 square feet. I have no idea how big it is. And um and so they have like all these angel investors, you know, have put in, you know, maybe they've put 5 grand in there, or 10 or very small amounts. But then um uh, they rent out desks, wait, chairs, desks, cubicles uh monthly so it's um 175 bucks for a chair per month so you could be there as a scam business really low priced and you have all of the angel investors who will advise you so but you know people are paying 750 for a cubicle per month these guys got to be raking in the dough we can do this <laughs> come on john the curry yeah. devora consulting angel group Get your cubicles here. <laughs> yeah. They're nice cubicles with stand-up desks, so you don't even have to buy them a chair. It's great. I'm telling stand-up you, desks are healthy. Yeah. I'm, uh, when we move, we have to move because we're going to get kicked out of here in February. I'm getting. I'm going to do a, a stand-up desk for the studio. I'm really tired of sitting on my You're going to do the, 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 the podcast stand-up? Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. I'm it changes tired. the energy of the show. I think it's, it'll be a good thing. It could be. <laughs> could not be. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah. we'll have to find out. It might be terrible. Yeah. My legs are killing me. No. Three hours standing. Lots of uh, emails about our cot discussion, which I I remember saying during cot? the show. Yeah, you said it's cat. And I said, isn't it cot? And, uh, oh, it's got. No. You know, somebody, some, did you get the note from the guy who's, yeah, who's I got married that. to a Yemen woman? And she says it's spelled, it's pronounced Gat. Hello. G-H-A-T. South Yemenis. South, South Yemenis. He's married to South Yemenis. Yeah. So a lot of people are now uh, checking in and saying, wow, you know, yeah, we've heard about this. And um, and some people saying, please don't have Miss Mickey bring it back. That could be a bad experience when coming back into the country. <laughs> uh, thanks for that. Uh, but I want to try this now. This schedule one drug. They must they must have it in Austin. But apparently, so I talked to Tony the terrorist after our show, and he says that you know it 
that uh, one of his other clients got busted. He had, uh, you know, they're called bunches, I guess. You buy it in a bunch. Yeah, it looks like they have pictures of it on the Internet. It's like these bunches. I don't see how anyone could identify it as anything other than a bunch of herbs. It looks like lawn clippings. Yeah. No, he said that this client of his who got busted and went to, to jail for a year had like 40 pounds of it. And really? They, yeah, but you can grow it yourself. It Apparently, it grows quite well in, in, Cali- in California. Yeah, so, I think you probably grow it. So there, there's a lot of farms uh, that grow it. I guess it's a pseudo-amphetamine of some sort. It gets you all wired up. Mm. But it's, it's a weight loss thing. This is what I still think the, the, the potential is. Once the public, which is why I think they want to suppress the information, once the crazy fat public finds out that you can chew on this stuff and get more energy and lose weight, <laughs> it's a gold mine. <laughs> That's funny. And... Note came out today, and all of a sudden, a lot of things uh, popped into place for me. Bangladesh keen to join Four Nation Gas Pipeline. And, of course, the Four Nation Ah. Gas Pipeline, which one is that? Well, that would be the Bangladeshi one. Is that a a gas prom line? Uh, No, no, no. no. It would be the TAPI. So that's the Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India pipeline. So they want to join... And then I'm like, let me just go take a look at where Bangladesh is on the map. Oh, my God. What is it right next to? You don't know either. I, I, it's okay. Because not off the top of my people. head. Burma. Oh, right. So okay. they needed the, so, you know, the Chiners, they got their, because, uh, of course, Burma is the next. So you have uh, Pakistan, India, uh, Bangladesh. I'm going from left to right. Uh, Burma, and then you're in China. So the Chiners have been over there, you know, with their own little pipeline. You know, we had Lucifer go hang out, and you know, they had a little lesbian moment with the with the woman over there in Burma, Myanmar. Like, oh, she's so awesome, and kiss, kiss, hug, hug. It's not so obvious because we want to bring the gas all the way from Turkmenistan through Afghanistan, through Pakistan, through India, through Bangladesh, through Myanmar slash Burma. And we're going to be there saying, hey, Chiners, you might as well get it from us. And to back that up, here's a report about Afghani oil and gas, which was very interesting to me. According to a 2011 report by the World Bank, 97% of Afghanistan's gross domestic product drives from military spending or donor funding. This means it is very really crucial for the Afghan government to begin to exploit the estimated 9 billion U.S. dollars per year that could come from oil reserves. A recent U.S. geological survey estimates the country holds as much as 1.9 billion barrels of undiscovered crude oil reserves. If oil prices stay stable, that means Afghanistan could eventually earn more than 9 billion per year half of the country's 2011 GDP from oil. And today we begin the commercial production from the Angat field. Uh, uh, from, uh, and, in, and in Angat there are four uh, operating wells. This is the uh, Minister of uh, Mines, and so they've just started exploiting this $9 billion a year uh, mini bonanza of oil in Afghanistan, and where's it going? And uh, every day the production from Angat wells would be around uh, 700 barrels. And, uh, and from the 15th of November, this drilling reef, you can see they are drilling the, uh, the well, and from the 15th of November, 
uh, every day they will begin the uh, oil production from this uh, area, which is called Kashgar area, and every day they will be uh, producing or extracting 1,400 barrels of crude. The crude oil extracted will then send to China to be processed by local refineries, and from there it will be sold to the international market. <laughs> we really have no shame, do we? <laughs> we just invade Afghanistan and then sell it to the Chinese. This is what's going on, people. You think the, the Lucifer Hillary Clippity Club just showed up in Burma just because she thought the, the chick there was hot? No. It's, for, it's to connect everything. And when I saw Bangladesh, I'm like, ah. Oh. You don't think about Bangladesh. I don't know. I think about, uh, the, didn't the Beatles do a show in Bangladesh or something? Yeah, for the floods, I think. <laughs> That's all I can remember. But now you look at it, it's like it's, it's between India and Burma, and then Burma, you're in China. Bing! It's all about oil, people. Nothing else. And that's why the president has a ha Chinese half-brother. That's <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> I could be wrong. So, uh, I have a real news story. Oh, well, then uh, you're going to have to reset yourself because did what did you just do while i was playing that were you looking at porn no i wasn't doing anything oh you you went up an octave i went up an octave <laughs> i love a parade the sound of the drums no okay hang on <laughs> the problem is when i do this you have to go it never and res really resets right i know you have to go and reset everything I know. i'm getting a new machine All right you do that really a new machine well one of our knights or would-be knights is going to i think he's a knight Oh, he's one of our knights. He's going to make a machine for me, and I'm going to credit the show. He's going to credit the show. Oh, nice. I'll tell you what. Why don't okay, you, right, you reconnect, and, uh, and I'll talk to the hams. Uh, KF5SLN is on the conference repeater in the morning. Let's see if anyone's out there listening. Oh, that's pretty disappointing. Where are the hams on the air? Hello? Let me see if we're still connected. Connected. O N zero B A repeater. K three H T K repeater. K F five S L N repeater. No, well, there's somebody connected. There's nobody listening. Am I connected? Yeah, you're connected. There we go. You're back. Hello. Yes. Hello. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because now I'm connected and you're not. Let's yeah. just change that. All right. KF5 SLN. No. Radio check. Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. You can okay, hear me now? back, back yeah. to normal. Well, this is really disappointing. So I went out, we got all these hams connected and I made a call out for a QSO on the DX, a CQ, and no one, uh, no one came back. They were listening to the show. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so much for your grand scheme. No, it's gonna, it's gonna it just, it'll take a little while. Don't worry, it's gonna happen. I'm I am very no, no I'm worries. very very bullish about this. But there you go. There's someone checking. Are you too late now? Nah, no, it's too late. Too late. Um, okay, so there was something I was going to play. Oh yeah, uh, I wanted to uh, say hi to everybody out there on the East Coast. It was just nine days ago when Superstorm Sandy. Listen to this guy. Listen to, to all the, uh, uh, what is it, when you use the same syllable, alliteration? Alliterate, alliterate, alliteration? Yeah, alliteration. Yeah, superstorm, Sandy. The eastern seaboard, dozens of lives and billions in damages. And tonight, fresh stress and pain fresh as stress. a snowy nor'easter rips across New England down to Maryland oh, the and Delaware. In. 
Yeah. Blowing sleet and snow into Sandy's open wounds. And pretends blowing sleet and snow into Sandy's, into Sandy's open, open wounds. wounds. <laughs> the thousands wow. still without heat. The threat of hypothermia. Very real tonight. Our extreme weather team's Ginger Z spent the day in New York's hardest hit communities and reports now from slushy lower Manhattan. Gin slushy lower Manhattan. You know, Bill, this is just one of so many spots that we're just starting to see the signs of recovering after Sandy. But look at this. Now we have a wet, slushy, snowy mess on our hands. A mess. That's Never happened before. Part of a nor'easter. Dropping up to 10 inches in parts of Connecticut already. And you'll get a couple more inches in places overnight. But this whole thing will be out of our hair by tomorrow night. And really, it will just end up being an icy speed bump on the road to recovery. An icy speed bump on the road to recovery. You know what? All these people, I just, I just like to shoot them. I really would like to shoot them. So annoying the way these news. They got nothing else to do but come up with that crap. By the way, this all is because of the wobble. You know, uh, this is the. Uh, no one really talks about this, and I, I was surprised. The New York Times had an article, uh, which is like makes no sense to me. Dying satellites could lead to shaky weather forecast. The New York Times is saying that the that all the weather satellites are being you know either dying, running out of battery power, taking out of commission. So we won't so we won't be able to get good weather reports. This sounds like the biggest piece of horse crap in the universe. <laughs> I mean, I can talk with my ham radio to satellites. There's so many of them uh, up there. I think this is a bogative story, and what it's hiding is the fact that our poles are shifting significantly. Our, 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 uh, the magnetic north it has changed by several degrees to such, a, to such an extent that most airports around the world have had to paint new numbers on their runways because magnetic north is changing. Poles are, are you know, there could even be an, uh, an inversion of the poles. It's, it's not, this is actual science. And, and I think that we have a wobble. This, this happens throughout the history of the Earth. It happens all the time. Not all the time. No. But, but it happens every, I don't know, I don't couple, know what the cycle yeah, is, but I think it's 10 or years. 20 or 30,000 years. Yeah. And it's time, and it's happening. And this is, for yeah, me. During the interregnum, mm -hmm. a good word for you. Interregnum. The time between the shifting, all hell breaks loose. The, 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 the poles are bouncing around. Right. They're all over the place. They may go away for 100 years and then pop back. The interregnum, which is a very good term, a period of discontinuity or gap in a government organization. No, that's the wrong interregnum, apparently. What is the interregnum? Well, I guess rejected the word from the government to the natural sciences. Hmm. Interregnum. Anyway, it's, it's a good word. But anyway, yeah, so we have an actual wobble, and that's why you're having these severe storm systems, but you're being duped. Into believing, <laughs> into believing that this is all some kind of climate change, global warming bull crap. Uh, and if climate change is, of course, real, but it's because of the interregnum. Oh, God, that sounds so hot. I'm going to try that again. You know, of course I understand climate change. <laughs> hold on, a cocktail party. So, yes, well, of course climate change is real, but it's due to the interregnum, not to the uh, ero, uh, uh, agoraphobic... Uh, oh, I messed it up. You're going to have to rehearse this one. What's the A for an A-G-W? Uh, Agoraphobia? Uh, no, no, you want that. What's the, there's a word for man-made yeah. global warming. It's, it's a the A-G-W, A-G-W. Uh, what's the word? No, for no, man? no. Yes. I, uh, 
Yes. Chat room. Now, here's where the chat room should come in handy. A-G-W. What is the term for mad man Anthro- global warming? Anthropogenic. There you go. Anthropogenic. Anthropogenic. Yeah. Okay. Anthropogenic. So let me, let me just write this down. Interregnum. Anthrop- it's anthropogenic. Anthropogenic. Okay. Well, of course, uh, climate change. Is it change. anthropo or anthropo? Uh, let me check again. Anthropo. You're right. Anthropo. Okay. I don't want to say it wrong. Okay. Here we go. Well, of course, climate change is really taking place, uh, but of course it is due to the interregnum uh, and not necessarily anthropogenic global warming. Uh, therefore, if you believe in the actual science fact and you cannot prove it through these satellites which are dying, you should also believe that nuclear energy is the solution to all things we need. Yeah, you can get money from the the, the nuker guys from that. Hey, by the way, you said you, you used the same phrase twice in a row, right at the beginning of that uh, that spiel, you have to do it without saying, but of course, but of course. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I, I realized that as I was saying it. All right, try it again. Obviously, the climate change that you see taking place before us in the Nor'easter with Superstorm Sandy, uh, which is now uh, throwing more into the, what was the open wound thing? I want to throw that in there. I think the open wounds should be in there. You're, you, you can't keep, if you're going <laughs> to script this, you can't make up a whole new script. I like the script. I want to do you more. You stink. I think I should. I <laughs> All right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it and I'll, I'll have it for Sunday. I'll have my spiel because this will. This will. Right, we might want to record it. Hold on. We used to do this, John, and I think we should do. You know, we we normally we would do this in the newsletter. Good newsletter, by the way. I liked what you sent out. Um, I think that we should have a script for everybody that includes the words inter interregnum, interregnum, interrectum, interregnum, interregnum, and anthropogenic. And it'll be something that people can just rehearse. And then you'll basically be saying, screw you and your stupid climate change. But people will think you sound really smart. Thoughtful. You sound thoughtful. Thoughtful. <laughs> thoughtful. <laughs> but the dying satellites, that is a big flag in my book. That's a big flag when the New York Times says, oh, we, I mean, weather is the most important thing for every, everything in the universe depends and revolves around weather. So how, how can, oh, we made a mistake. Oops. Here, let me just read this. The United States is facing a year or more without crucial satellites that provide invaluable data for predicting storm tracks, a result of years of mismanagement, lack of financing, and delays yeah. in launching replacements, according to several recent official reviews. Bull crap. So they're saying we won't be able to track storms like Hurricane Sandy because uh, we didn't invest enough in uh, in satellite technology. I'm not buying it. Sounds like a bogative excuse for incompetence. Or a bogative excuse to just make up stuff instead of the wobble of the interregnum. What's so a better I word w- for wobble? We need a better word for wobble. Uh, look up synonyms. Wobble. wobble. Wobble's a good word, but it also sounds... It sounds a little wonky. It sounds a little. It sounds a little wobbly. Yeah. Diane Sawyer ish. Like wobble, wobble. Or Diane Sawyer wobble. So uh, <laughs> I've got Sawyer a Bradley. Wobble. Just to, to change the topic for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a a Bradley Manning update. Which ooh ooh ooh. ooh. Hold on, sorry. Oscillation. Oscillation's good. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yes. Bradley it's Manning. A good, it's a good word. That's a, that's a word a ham would use. Oscillation. The pilots also use it because you have PIO, pilot-induced oscillation. Yeah, there you go. Just not good. 
So you have uh, a magnetic field-induced oscillation. Yeah, magnetic field-induced oscillation during the interregnum. Wobble. <laughs> Hot. I'll throw you out. I can, I can see chicks just going, Ugh. yeah, I'm going home, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, going home with yeah, him. Yeah, they really go for that. I'm going home with that guy. Chick magnet. <laughs> All right. Bradley Manning. Let's talk so about So here's him. the deal. So there's a long report on Russia today about Bradley Manning, and they, they went on and on about it. apparently what he's going to do. I'm going to cut it down because it was really lengthy, but I have a little clip here. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do a plea bargain with the guy, they think, and he's going to probably get a uh, shorter sentence if they give him or whatever they're going to do. He, he admitted to something, right? I read that he admitted to. Yeah, he admitted to something and didn't do something else. But whatever the case was, they threw in an extra piece of information on this report that I didn't know. I don't know. Did, tell me if you knew this this thing about the CIA guy. Okay, so, so what does this mean in terms of a sentence for Manning? Uh, it really could mean anything right now because they don't have to necessarily accept this plea notice. They could go ahead and say, no, we don't think so. You're going to be court-martialed and we're going to prosecute you and you're going to be put in bars for the rest of your life. But uh, if you go back just two, three weeks ago, we had another accused whistleblower, John Karaku, um, who was a CIA agent for, for years and years. John Karaku was the... Yeah, uh, he was thrown in jail. Uh, one of the first six people um, charged under the Espionage Act by President Obama, his crime allegedly was going public with the use of waterboarding, and named, he named a couple of names involved in the post-9-11 practices overseas. He was expected to do 45 years in prison for um, going forward with that. He pleaded down just a few weeks ago. He's getting two and a half years right now. So are we going to see the same thing like Manning? Uh, I mean, that would be wonderful. I would take two and a half years over life in prison, but right. it's really we're not going to have any answers until at least february at this point we are living under a nazi regime this is an outrage you did you know any of this yeah i i think i had it in the show notes about the guy going to jail for i thought it was one but i guess two and a half years yeah and i, and I remember reading it like wow you know he's the guy that that busted open the waterboarding and he goes to jail yeah, especially since waterboarding is not torture. It's just a process. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's baffling to me. Baffling. Well, you know, that, that's funny you would say this because there was a bunch of uh, uh, guys on C-SPAN. I didn't get this guy's name, but there's four book authors, and they're talking about the future of the country and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting, this one character went out with a uh, just a kind of an interesting matter-of-fact repression quote uh, talking about how, uh, and this began with Nixon, by the way, when Nixon came on, the Robert, uh, is it Robert Frost, what's Frost's name, uh, uh, interviewer? David. Dick. Dick Frost. <laughs> when he was on the Dick Frost show, he uh, said, Frost got the show off the ground or made the show work when he got Nixon to say, well, I'm the president. There, I don't really, laws don't really apply to me. That was the, they made the movie about that, right? About Dick Frost. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, the, the movie. Yeah, no, I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I'm the president. Yeah. Well, apparently uh, Bush felt the same way and Obama feels the same way. And I just got a kick out of this guy's kind of summary of, of, of how it all works, uh, repression in the USA. I, I, I got to testify on behalf of the American Bar Association 
to a uh, committee in the House when the president, previous president, uh, announced, you know, through his various signing statements that uh, he would decide for himself whether or not he had to obey the laws. Uh, and every Republican saw nothing wrong with that. Uh, the, um, the There are... I, I, you know, democracy is not about policy. It's not about policy outcomes. It's about process. And I think as long as we continue to focus on do whatever we need to do to get the policy outcome we want, to hell with process, to hell with the Constitution, you know, is a repressive more repressive? You know, how do you define repressive? How, how about wiretapping without a warrant? Is that repressive? Uh, you know, so I, I do think we're more on a slippery slope than some people would want to admit. I have two words for you. Predator drones. That's right. You will never see it coming. That's right. Laugh it up. Yeah, laugh it up. Because the press is the first one to get it. Yep. Laugh it up. Yeah, nobody's paying any attention to any of this stuff. And this guy's right. You know, process, what he's talking about is, you know, policy is like we want to push this through. Process is, is the rule of law. And they oh, don't, that thing. oh, that pesky thing. Please. That pesky constitution. <laughs> Please don't again, insult though, me. You run into people, these Obama bots were the worst. I mean, they, you tell them, well, there's a constitution. Oh, constitution. everybody knows this. Grow it's old-fashioned. It's old-fashioned. It's old-fashioned. Constitution is not democracy. We live in a, <laughs> that Gary Johnson's a big, you guys are screwball. We live Chris in a, Matthews we live in a Chris democracy. Matthews is part of the problem. He is, he is an anti-American, unconstitutional a-hole. Unconstitutional. What he said. You know what? Let me just play that again. Let me just play that guy. Yeah. I just got to hear him again. All night long. But if you don't vote, I don't want to talk to you. And if you vote for one of these numbskull third or fourth party candidates like Gary Johnson or Jill Steele and Stein and say, oh, I was so surprised at what happened. No, you shouldn't be because idiots like you voted for third and fourth party candidates and they don't know how this system works. You have two choices. Chris Matthews. <laughs> you know, I think um, I think MSNBC should lose uh, their license. No, I they don't need a license for cable. I think uh, Chris Matthews, uh, if you see him, go up to him and say, just spit in his face. <laughs> say, I'm sorry. You don't understand my system. This is how it works. You say stupid crap, I spit in your face. Ugh. Anyway, that is why you cannot rely on your media. Uh, they, are, they have been warned. I mean, they, they, that was during the... Uh, Washington press corps dinner, the president there is threatening, okay, he's threatening the Jonas Brothers, but the message is clear to everybody else. If he is willing to drone the Jonas Brothers, he is willing to drone any single one of you people who are reporting if you're not doing it the right way. So that is why you need to be listening to the best podcast in the Show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, we do have a few donors uh, for this show, 459, and want to thank them profusely. Warren Carroll in Des Moines, Washington, uh, came in with 155.55 in the morning from Merrill, Washington. Marijuana, Washington. I never donated 55.55 for the fifth anniversary. I know there's no longer accepted. So here is 155.55. My new way of hitting people in the mouth is passing on your red book predictions to my friend. And when they come true and they ask me how I knew, bam, 
I tell them about the best podcast in the universe. Hell yeah. By the way, I, I just want to props to the to the chat room. Instead of uh, spitting on Chris Matthews, uh, people uh, hope he steps on a Lego. Steps on a Lego? Have you ever stepped on a piece of Lego? Yeah. That's the most painful thing you've ever felt. Well, if you ever stepped on a three-pronged outlet plug, I think it hurts, too. <laughs> okay. Kevin, by the way, Legos are under total threat as a product by these these uh, 3D printers. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would love to have a 3D printer. You can get a, a home 3D printer for about 1100 bucks. Can I make sex toys with it? Yeah. Oh, pff, that's easy. Yeah, but it has to be made of. Okay. Uh, it has to be Ke made of. Kevin, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm going to be writing some columns on 3D printers in the in the near term. And they, there's all the software is available. A lot of it's free to to do. And there's a lot of public. There's a lot of trading of designs. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing subculture going on right it's now. Going with 3D kill, printers. It's going to kill. It's going to Kevin Webb and, It's going to kill the flashlight business. Well, I don't know about that. Kevin Webb, Carrollton, Texas, 14552. Complete my knighthood. Thanks for the No Agenda No Nation tracker, by the way, which is at No Agenda Nation. You can Ooh, track it and yes. see how much money you True. need to throw in to get a knighthood. You need some job karma. You've got karma. Can, he, can you just hold on one second, John? Let me just, I just want to disconnect and reconnect because I think we have a huge delay, unless you're just ignoring me, but I think it's just a delay. Hold on one second. It won't take but a moment. It's very quickly for me to do that. Here we go. And we're back. Thanks. Anonymous in Buffalo, New York, 138. Uh, been a listener for three months. This is per your speech at the end of Sunday's donation segment. Here's a value for value amount. Good stuff. Keep it up. I wanted to re recommend a book that would uh, be right up your alley calling calling it called Powering the Future, mm. written by a Stanford physicist who realistically lays out all their energy options. No political BS in its site sources. Adam would specifically enjoy it. Oh, okay. I'll check it out for sure. Firas Al-Thabani in Riyadh. <laughs> Rijia. 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 <laughs> Saudi Arabia. I want to say to everyone listening to the show, donate if you want journalism that gives you the facts with no agenda. Dedushing Karma, as I have, haven't donated in a long time. Also, please do my knighthood accounting. You can go to noagendanation.com for that, by the way. Excellent work as always. Uh, your friend from Riyadh, Iras. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. By the much. way, 133.32 is 500 Saudi reals. reals. Perfect. And well deserving of a dedouching. <laughs> and a karma. You've been dedouched. You've got karma. Nice. Kelby Koenig in Grover, Colorado, 124, wanted a birthday shout out. We got him on the list, uh, which was on Tuesday. Can you get a douchebag, two to the head, little girl, yay combo for everyone out there still listening and not donating? Okay. And uh, karma as well? Wants to see that little. Two to the head, little girl combo. He wants a douchebag. No, no karma. Okay. Uh. Douchebag. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> There's something funny about that. Yeah, yeah uh, there is. And uh, Kelby claims to be my name. He's a, he's a, he's a protege. Mark Borghese in Lost Wages, Nevada. One, two, three. Now, now, this is interesting. We have a series of one, two, three, four, fives that were not solicited. Hmm. I find that all oh, these things always be this is like the sixty nine sixty nine thing. 
And he will, he goes, that's one, two, three, four, five for five great hours of entertainment every week. Can I get a karma in the morning for all no agenda listeners? This is. You've got karma in the morning. And then in, in, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, great little place. Jonathan Halper comes with one, two, three, four, five. The top secret government briefcase combination is now in your hands. Oh, wait a minute. I think we missed a news story. That's probably what happened. Let me see. Briefcase combination. I bet you, I bet you there was some briefcase and somewhere. Some dumb one, two, three, four, five briefcase combo. Do you notice that but, Google has changed the way they do everything? Yeah, they, they're, I don't know what their problem is. Let, while, you, while you're looking that up, I'll continue with another one, two, three, four, five donations from Oscar Nadal, Sir Oscar Nadal to you and me, Tecate, California. He's from Tijuana Nuts. <laughs> I finished Confessions of an Economic Hitman and started Atlas Shrug. Can I get an, uh, Yeah, all right, everybody. What does he want, a full-on He combo? wants an Atlas Shrugged Yee-I. I don't know what the, what's Yee-I? It's, yeah, it's probably just the little girl Yay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and karma to go. Perfect. Atlas Shrugged. By Ayn Rand. Wow! <laughs> You've got karma. I love it when they mess with you. That's... They're wasting everyone's time. But, one, two, three, four, five crops up again from Julian Erickson in Chicago... Your show is the best podcast in the universe, and what keeps me sane in this upside-down media world, before No Agenda, I knew the news was bullcrap, but until I found you guys, it was a lonely fight. Now I'm hooked. I can't keep up my boning ways, so I cut off Comcast. I'd like to suggest an Amazon banner at uh, Dvorak.org slash NA to help you generate more shekels. By the way, you get very little from those things. Yeah, um, nothing. You, I mean, the, the Amazon thing is ludicrous. Am, you get Amazon is a ripoff. It's a you know the big book show. It's like yeah, you get what nothing five dollars a month. Yeah, five bucks is what you get. Can I ask you a question? On a previous donation, I asked for job Carmen getting laid. Carmen not suggesting a double dick, dick, double dick, <laughs> double dip. But I was without income and hadn't been laid for months. It was necessary. Let me say to all out there who are not donors yet, pay for media that lies to you. <laughs> what? What? Let uh, me say to all those who are not donors yet, pay for media that lies to you. No agenda karma works. I don't know what he's. He probably said you're paying for media that lies right, to you. Right. That's what I think he's saying. No yeah. agenda karma works. So you should buy some. Why? Because within a week or two of karma, I landed my dream job. Pro. And met the love of my life. My, She's well. not hooked on you yet, but will tolerate facts about helium. Not good then. So he needs a, another karma, I think. And is it, is it, do we, and he says, asking karma shot to, is it supposed to mention a name here or not? No, I didn't oh. see anything. All right, well, here we go. Well, happy to hear that. Congratulations. That sounds You've great. You've got karma. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, David DeRoos in Zvendrecht. Mm, no, I'm sorry. That's just not right. Zvendrecht. Zvendrecht. Pig, pig Dreck. <laughs> You're right. That's and it would correct. be, and a nut, that's, a, that's in Holland, is another one, two, three, four, five. I don't have a comment from him. So that was weird. Weird. Oh, I'm looking. I, I can't find anything on the Google about. Uh, all at once. All at once. Unsolicited. A slew of them. 
That's I weird. find that to be weirder than the sixty nine sixty nine thing, which has become a, a run running gag. Well, I, Sir, I I think from now on we just call the one two three four five is the magic briefcase combo. Like it must be, uh, Sir Bean in Thousand Oaks, California, one eighteen twelve. Uh, ITM to the greatest podcast universe, showing some four twenty love for the it's cat a, analysis. Hello, it's a stone donation, dude. Oh man! Oh man! ITM to the greatest podcast in the universe. <laughs> Sir Bean here showing some 420 love for the GAT analysis in show 458. With my donation amount equal to today's date, 11812, I'd like a hey, citizen, shut up, slave, topped with some caregiving com- karma, radical dudes. <laughs> hey, citizen. Shut up. You've got. No doubt if you've been it's, it's, it, it is truly, truly an honor to be allowed to work with such a talent. <laughs> I'm, I'm great. You are. You're the greatest pod host in the universe. Lee's Summit, Missouri, one 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 dot one two. Patrick Maycomb in Mount Vernon, New York, one 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 dot one one. Kevin Fairchild, Land Lakes, Florida, one 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 dot one one. Uh, sorry, I didn't hear my $55 donation listed in episode 455. I'm doubling down now to make sure this one gets through. John's rant about lack of donations and the silly excuses people have for not doing it was great. Obviously, the rant works since I'm donating, so maybe you should get angry about it more often. Anyhow, do either of you know what the heck it is up with that Read No Agenda site that always gets linked from NA show notes? Yeah, I'm going to take that off because this is another one of those great initiatives, which I really liked, where people would fanscribe the show and All I, right, and yeah. I just you know, so they're forty. They're, it's about forty-five <laughs> episodes behind, and at this point, seems to have been shut down. Oops, sorry. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Okay, yeah, it sucks. All right, I'll take it uh, off. Please, anyway, uh, he was uh, Google Juice getting new listeners to discover the show. I hope it started back up whenever. Right on. You know, awesome. Thank you, Kevin. <clears throat> Land of Lakes, Florida nuts. Hey, Jason Witt in Marlton, New Jersey, 111.11. It's for towards knighthood uh, beginning his ring by Sunday's broadcast. Wow, all right. Thanks. John's speech got me motivated to stop being a boner and give it to the best podcast in the universe. Hope this helps. Can I get a general karma shot and one for yourselves as well? Thank you very much. This it, Well, I'm very happy to see boners coming You've up, stepping up. karma. This, this is beautiful. And... Uh, it's, yeah, it's nice. Jason, brand new donor. Nice. Thanks, Jason. Uh, I see good old uh, Howard Gutknecht yep. <clears throat> in Seattle came up. Uh, I'm sure your karma will improve things as things unwind. I'm raising a glass of homebrew ale to toast another five years. And please play a John Huntsman and a karma for my kitchen floor refinishing project. I really didn't have a full understanding of the situation when I began prying up the old Formica tiles yeah. under $10. Yeah, that, that, that can really be uh, quite annoying, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You've got karma. And, yes, it looks like, uh, you know, considering that Hillary and Jeb are getting ready for 2016, we'll be on the air for another five more years. The universe will not come to an end. The elites know it. We're good to go. I'm backing Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. William Smock, 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 in San Diego, California, $100.01. Two to the head, shut up, slave. He wants income tax going up, sales tax going up, property tax going up, health insurance already up. I guess in California, the beatings will continue until the morale improves. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> shut up, slave. 
<laughs> it was so funny. Um, yeah, someone close to me who shall go unnamed said, well, I'm kind of happy that uh, Obama uh, Obama won. I said, uh-huh. I said, you know, really? I said, so, uh, you know, how about uh, all the taxes that are going to go up next year? <laughs> which will uh, immediately affect your dress purchasing uh, opportunity. Well, that changed the conversation. <laughs> yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. Sir R. Daniels, Colts Neck, New Jersey, $100. Um, looking for job promotion karma. Yes. Uh, he's uh, He sent me an email. We had a little email back and forth. And, uh, and also some karma to your lovely wife, Sir Daniels. You've got karma. And if he gets a job promotion, he says he's coming. He's coming back with another knighthood. Good. Seth Dubose in Midlothian, Midlothian, Virginia. That's what it is. Ninety-nine seventy-nine. A New Jersey unclaimed property donation. Aha. Mm-hmm. Better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Please be aware this donation does not contain interest for the period this douche has kept custody of these funds. <laughs> I'll try to be more expeditious with future donations. I would be very sad without my no agenda. Thank you so much, Seth. Appreciate it. I have money in Jersey, too. Oh, really? KGB Properties. Kyle Blank. KJ. Uh, KJ. Houston. KJ. Houston. Not did KG. I say KG? KGB? Is that what I said? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so funny if you're KJB. KJB. Couldn't shell out four five nine and forty five ninety is just too low for a podcast of this quality. Here's ninety five forty to represent how <laughs> turned like around it. this country has become. P.S. Good one. Your theory that natural gas prices will go up may come into reality soon if the EBA EBA. What is with these these num these things, the EBA? What I'm gonna is, start using that. What is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong with you? you? The EBA gets their way in banning <laughs> hydraulic fracturing. <laughs> It would start the production of some of the largest natural gas reserves in the U.S. located in shale deposits. Plus, Alberta, Canada will keep fracking and getting richer. Karma shot. It's not a theory. It's fact. Right? What? Fact. 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 Yeah. You've got karma. No, we don't don't have theories that natural gas prices will go up. It's fact. Everything's going to go up. Of course, they're going to just gouge us to death. (laughs) The EBA especially, those bastards. The EBA. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Oman in Thief River Falls, Minnesota nuts. Mm. 7777. John's complaining about the low donations he got to me. So here's 777. All he wants is a karma shot. Thanks for a great show. You've got karma. Oh no, really? Is it time again? 69! 69! Thanks for warning me with your little bell. Sir Matthew Greensmith in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. 6969. In the morning from Gitmo Down Under, two reasons motivated to donate today. Uh, Firstly, looking at how long since I last donated, I was worried I might need to turn in my night ring in disgrace. Oh no. Crisis averted. And a name for a second knighthood in the year uh, ahead. I also wanted to give you some story analysis. I hope you will like. I know you would prefer to set up the RSS, blah, blah, blah. So, the, uh, so I, yes, go ahead. I will set up one eventually, he says. So um, this is about noagendanewsnetwork.com. Uh, By the way, uh, I had a great uh, talk with Dave Jones yesterday. 
and um, you know that we've been working for. <clears throat> I think is now wow, must be six months, maybe even longer. We've been working on a whole new open source system that you can uh, just install yourself, and it all connects together, and it's all hooks into the news network, and you can run hundreds of accounts and all kinds of groovy stuff, <clears throat> free of charge. That's coming, and that'll be perfect for people like Sir Matthew. Well, uh, he's got a long note, which I'm not going to read, but I'm going to use it as part of the new, uh, an upcoming newsletter because it's kind of good. interesting. Yeah, he's it's got some good a, links, good stuff. It's about a scam, uh, the way they're scamming the public. Gee, go figure, <laughs> in Australia. Really? really? Yeah. All right. So be on the lookout for that in the weeks ahead. Jonathan Miller, Lincoln, Nebraska, 6969. Uh, had to contribute to the Swazelnuff Karma on the Greatest Podcast Universe. Requested de-douching uh, since it's been too long between donations. Here's just the cashing my Swazelnuff Karma sooner than, rather than later. Requesting Karma and the little girl, yay. Well, my, pff, please, I'm sorry. That, that was total slip. I didn't mean to do that. Here we go. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Hey. Ashley wait, Hurst wait, 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 where'd the little girl go? Oh, where's she, where's I don't she? Know. Hey. Little girl. Yeah. Oh, there you are. I'm sorry. She uh. was hiding. Ashley Hurst in Seattle, 6969. I have a horrible taste in my mouth. Please play Hillary Clinton. Almost too delicious to believe, my friends. Is there any hope left for the America of our forefathers? I agree we shouldn't just turn our bellies up and lay on our backs and take it. Or lean forward and take it in the butt like Chris Matthews <laughs> and all the other shills are saying. <laughs> Ashley, I love you. This is great. Ashley's got to be a girl. Uh, women want to fuck Obama and <laughs> the men want to be him. What? Wait, is this in the note? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, she, uh, he, she, I don't know if it's a he or she, by the way. I hope but it's a he, she. He loves us, guys. Or I, she loves us, guys. I love it. No, Ashley's a name you can't tell. I know, but I love it when women talk like that. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. Yay! <laughs> anyway, she's got a, he or she's got a place up in a compound in Washington State in the islands. All right, we'll be and visiting. Canada's close enough to swim to. We'll be visiting this summer. 2013. Joseph Amory in Piscataway, New Jersey. Can I get a little girl shut up slave and two to the head? I also like to call out Doug. Doug as a douchebag. Douchebag. Okay. Shut up, slave. You've got karma. Monica Lansing in Drayton Valley, Alberta, Canada, the rich part of the country, 6969. Looking forward to hearing your deconstruction of the election. I think you heard it. I saw a quick clip of Diane Sawyer in the local news last night. It was hilarious. The two reporters she was talking to were rolling their eyes and looking exasperated. Of course, the best podcast in the universe knew what the score was long ago. Can you just imagine all these homes last night where uh, you know at least one half of, of the married couple would be like, I knew it, 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 I knew it. <laughs> and the spouse is like, uh, what? <laughs> what? I didn't know you liked Diane Sawyer. <laughs> Greg Kuttner in Norwalk, Connecticut, 6969. Self-congratulating birthday shout-out for me. Say, hey, I've earned it. And considering the way the money flows come to think of it, so have you. Kudos to you both on value for value, though groveling doesn't suit either of you. Let me propose to the head, kid shut up, slave karma, parliament mumble. Okay. Uh, 
you've got karma. Please keep the, please keep the request down to three. Yeah, really. Constantin Ra- Rakitin. Rakitin. Sir Constantin, as a matter of fact, in Toronto. Yeah, uh, 69, 69, just want some karma. Okay, got that. You've got karma. No problemo. Adam, uh... Oops, sorry. Shut up, Adam Riedenauer. What? No, the parliament. I told him to shut up. Uh, Adam Riedenauer in Kettering, Ohio, 69-69. Congratulations on five years. Would also a sincere thank you for all your hard work. A healthy dose of Swazelnuff karma would be much appreciated. You've got karma. Lauren De Bruyne. I would say Laurence de Braun. In Trondheim, Deutschland, Munich he's actually in, or as he says, Munich-nuts. <laughs> oh, actually, no, he's got Munch-nuts. Munch-nuts. <laughs> munch <nuts. laughs> so it's Munich or München, Munch-nuts. Munch-nuts is probably it. I like, I like uh, Munch-nuts better. Munch-nuts is good. <laughs> munch- he's from Munch-nuts, Germany. <laughs> That's what it is from now on. Last time, Karma got me a gig here working as an engineer for a big chip company. Unfortunately, the company is like a nonstop Dilbert cartoon. Hey, welcome well, to chip companies. Really? For real? Here's to five more years of the best co- podcast in the universe. A small douchebag call out for me and some Karma, uh, much, of which will, much of which will go to my ex Malworth. <laughs> from her old reindeer? Okay. You've got... Karma. It's Malwurf is a mole. It's a mole. Yeah, like one of those animals that crawls under. Yeah, it lives in the ground and yeah. pops up. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. The whack. Do the books. You whack them. Sir Jason Rosdilsky in Saskatoon, the Paris of Canada. No matter what they tell you, sixty-nine, sixty-nine needs a karma shot with a little girl. Yay! You've got karma. Yay! Pistahadju. Is that right? How's that? Um, Vorendal. Hold on. Where are we? Uh, Pistahadju. Furendal. That's that's correct. I don't know. That's That doesn't seem like a Dutch name, though. That P- probably isn't. Pista, uh, 69, Pista hey, dudes. 69, 69. Hey, dudes. I wish I could send you a shitload of cash <laughs> so the future of the best podcast in the universe would be safe. But I cannot. And that sucks. I love you guys. I don't miss a single episode. It hurts that Adam is already living the American dream 2.0, yeah. just getting by. I just wish the douchebag 95% out there just got their lame asses into donating the worth of a cup of coffee a week. Maybe they don't understand, but soon it's going to be too late to have two guys tell it like it is on the air without being busted by Lucy and her stooges. It's fact. So please give a major douchebag call to all the listening leeches. As for me, right, please give a load of... There you go. Please give a load of karma to my sweet wife, Fleur. She finally gets the job she needs. Hang in there and keep going. All right, here comes for sweet, sweet Fleur. You've got karma. And she is sweet, sweet Fleur. I think when we do the request, we get all these 69s. It's amazing. Steven Sevchuk in West Orange, New Jersey. Hey, Jersey. Hey, Jersey. Jersey strong, I'm just sending man. some goodwill out to my fellow Jerseyans who have just survived Hurricane Sandy to get bombarded by a nor'easter. Please tell Barry to lay off the harp since the elections are over. <laughs> also, I'd like to issue a karma call for my peeps. 
that were hard hit by this mess. I was very lucky and had minimal damage to my house and only without power for two days. I know some people have lost their house and others are still without power. My sister was one of these, and I was fortunate enough to find a generator for her so there are three human resources didn't freeze to death. Wow. Did you get a picture? Did you see the picture of the generator? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I need to get me a, a generator. You need to get something like that. They apparently make a lot of racket. Well, but the, you know, let me check the generator. He needs karma, right? Coming at him right now. No, he needs it, whatever. You've got karma. Totally needs it. Let me just see the generator. Jonathan Jackson in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Home of the choo-choo. Chattanooga. 6969. In the morning from Gitmo Nation Moon Pie. Can I request some karma for myself as well as some F dementia karma for my grandfather who, despite medication, is getting worse? Thanks for putting together the best podcast in the multiverse. You know, um, I have a different... Well, first, let me give you the karma. Here we go. Absolutely. You've got karma. I think think, uh, dementia really sucks for the family members, but I think it would probably be a good way to go, personally. Don't you think so? Like you just I don't of, think so, no. And I'll tell you why. Why? Well, if you ever look at somebody's eyes who has dementia, mm-hmm. they just do not look happy. They look okay. baffled. They look befuddled. They look like it's like, this is not good. I believe they're probably anguished to okay. an extreme. All right. Well, that sucks. I mean, yes, I have seen it. And it's horrible to see it. But I just have, somehow have this feeling like maybe you just kind of slip into this like long-term like no, that's stone fall, That's dying in your sleep. It's a different, uh, uh, it's a different animal. My, my great-grandfather died in his sleep. In, the, in yeah, his favorite chair. How awesome is that? That's, it's, it, as long as he, yeah, it sounds, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Wilfred uh, B. Kesseler, Kessler, 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 in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. From WBK in central Pennsylvania, here's to four more years of guaranteed material for the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is definitely yeah. guaranteed material. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be enough donations to keep it going for at least that long. Thanks for what you guys do. A shot of I need to make more money karma would be appreciated. Yeah, you and us both, my friend. Thank you. You've got karma. As we continue with the 69, this may be a record breaker. This this is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, Patrick Scott in Ashburn, Virginia, 6969. Hello from Northern Virginia. New listener to the show since late September when my best man, Todd, and groomsman, Rod, got me listening right before my wedding. Interesting. Thanks for the entertainment and analysis. Can I get a shut-up slave, two shots to the head, to celebrate the end of the election? Shut-up slave. Anonymous in Walnut Creek. Uh... Step two of my march to knighthood in honor of the 2012 election. I need a shut up, slave, two to the head. Take that to the bank. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Karma. Shut up, slave. You can take that to the bank. You've got karma. Jonathan Rowley in Edmonton, Alberta. Nice town, by the way. 6969. I had to hold my tongue on election night. Thank you guys for revealing the truth. Keep up the great work. Love the show. He needs a hey, citizen, you've got karma. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, citizen. You've got karma. Sloan Kelly in Niagara Falls. Slowly I turned. 6969. Uh, John, you smacked me in the mouth. Good on Sunday. I decided instead of making one-off donations like this one, I should subscribe. I just discovered no agenda in my commute. would be lonely without you guys to so keep me company. Can I get two shots of the head? Shut up, Slay, for not subscribing, and a douchebag for all those who don't who listen and don't cough up. Shut up, Slay. 
douchebag. Christian Collins in San Carlos, California, 69.6. I had to do it. Can I have a drone again, Karma? You guys are the best. Oh, wow. Okay. Caught me off guard on that one. I don't remember it. Yeah, of course. Of course you do. Oh, this is the Beatles song. Yeah. Not a Beatles song. Gilbert O'Sullivan. You've got karma. Beatles. Wasn't that a Beatles song? Didn't the Beatles do that in the 60s? No, it's Gilbert O'Sullivan. Beatles song. Oh, I keep thinking it's Beatles. Mark Milliman in Longmont, California, Colorado, sixty-nine, sixty-nine, Jersey strong, motherfuckers. <laughs> You're spot on on Obama. Need the Clintons and the Clintons, so vote Romney. Gar- <laughs> a little late for that. <laughs> Gary Johnson is good, but we don't need four more years of that American-hating a-hole. What? Oh, he's talking about uh, Obama. Yeah, well, what difference does it make? No jingles. Karma would be nice if you only knew the crap I know. I'm not drunk, but I have a good bottle of cab behind me. He's in Colorado. You've got karma. Maybe he does know something. Mm-hmm. David Dietrich in Round Rock, Texas, 6969.com. And Miss, Michelle. Whoa, 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 whoa. 69, 69, dude. Uh, that's the end. Yep. Wow. All right, that was that. Now it's got it. That's it. Because you'd have this like this burst at the end. It's like a stock market when it runs up and then it crashes. <laughs> Which is exactly where we're headed. <laughs> Michelle Kissinger, Kissinger, Michelle Kissinger, Kissinger? in Mid- Midlothian, Virginia. Kissinger, as in, into, as in Kissinger. Kissinger. She might be related. She might not. Might be. Interesting. Uh, six 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 six. I like this donation on behalf of my boyfriend Sean Kinnear. He listens regularly. And has never made any donation. Aww. In fact, we recently took a twelve-hour road trip, and most of the time was spent listening to No Agenda. Please deduce him, as I cannot date a douchebag, and give him some. I want to take my girlfriend <laughs> on vacation soon. Karma. <laughs> okay. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Better listen up, son. I think that was a clear... The message is clear. The message is clear. Hell yeah. Sir James Briscoe in Bayshore, New York, 6345. Uh, Time to donate. All uh, you need to know about the storm was that it totally screwed up the Long Island Railroad for more than a week Mm. and is still causing issues thanks to flooding in the East River Tunnels. That's interesting. It makes the commute home a bear, by, I guess, by providing short eight-car trains when the entire platform is teeming with people. It's so bad, the police have to shut down or shut the train doors to prevent people from getting on like cattle cars. It's weird. Wow. We didn't get this. I didn't see this report. I didn't see that report either. And he's got a birthday coming up, love of yes. his life. Karma shot needs it. And even if she doesn't, it'll help. Yes, we give some karma to her. Yes, it's very good. Yes, it's karma. You've got karma. Did you give karma to uh, my uh, niece, Michelle? Michelle? Justin Kekta in Gilbert, Arizona, $60. Nick Eismendi in Flint, Michigan, uh, which I believe is the General Motors place. Sorry for being a boner, not a donor. I've been living the new American dream of just getting by and by racking lots of debt in college. Nice. I don't think I've donated enough for a de-douching unless you guys think I have. I plan on producing future shows so that way I can get my no agenda night ring at the last minute. But don't tell my parents that I'm giving you money. (laughs) 
anyway, like a pedo bear too. They had little girls saying "shut up, slave" combo for all the computer science computer science majors who will become the future sys admins, game developers, and bioinformatics spooks of the future. I've been trying to hit my friends in the mouth, and I've figured getting two podcasters to say whatever you want for fifty bucks will do the trick. Yeah, Nick is on. He's on the ball. He clearly knows how it works. Shut up, slave. You've got. Karma. Kettering University, a five six seven eight. Nice donation, thanks, Nick. Yeah, five six seven eight. Daniel Castaneda in Lodi, fifty five fifty six. When John started talking about the show ending, uh, possibly ending due to lack of donation, felt I was talking directly to me. I'm donating all that I have at the moment, or I can, all I can at the moment, with more donations to come in the future. Please wish my wife Jessie and I some. She's pregnant. And doesn't know how to tell the parents. Pharma, <laughs> followed by a little girl, yay. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> You've got karma. Yay! Yay! Well, they know now, don't they? <laughs> well, if they listen. Hey, by the way, we are more than available. You know, as a donation um, mission, if you want John and I to record something to, to help explain something to someone, you're having a problem, I think that we can do that as well. You know, we could totally say, yeah. hey, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Uh, hey, Kasten, guess what? Kasten the Kasten whole world knows but you. Hey, guess what? She's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Zog in Elwood, Illinois, 5556. I don't want to make Adam mad, so I'll 5556 on this donation. All this beak bull crap about the election aside, I'm doing okay, so I'd like to ask for some parliament grumbling two to the head. Little girl, yay, karma. Uh, for the show and the U.S. Constitution. That covers me for now. Keep on keeping on. If you're listening to find the show valuable, support it, people. Okay. Yay! You've got <laughs> karma. Uh, Bogdan La Lachen Lachendro. Bog Bogd Bogdan Lachendro in Irving, Texas. Right down the street from you, 5555. Uh, I want to call Adam's bluff about rejecting the 5555 donations. If you do accept it, please send some job karma for my wife. You've got karma. I'm against it. Sir Victor Gregg in Decatur, Georgia, 5555. I know I'm already night, but I want to con continue to contribute, especially when I know that the 5555 donation is so annoying to Adam. <laughs> This is the same. This is the exact same. This is exactly what you're going to. Richard Colangelo. How's that, huh? Yeah. Litchfield, Connecticut, 5555. Daryl uh -huh. Sladen, Dublin, California, 5555. Daryl from Dublin. Karma, shout out to my soon to arrive human resource. Looking forward to scaring her mom when her first words are shut up, slave. Shut up, slave. <laughs> did, your mom, did your mom ever say. I'm not your slave. Yeah, all the time. Right, mine too. Right. So I, yeah. only, if I wish, I just wish that I just had the the balls to say, "Oh yeah, mom, shut up, slave." How cool would that <laughs> yeah. have been? Yeah, yeah, that would have gone over. Yeah. <laughs> You've got. Or karma. here's another favorite. I'm not a door, I'm, I'm not a doormat. That's another favorite. Tom Shuring, Wheeler's Hill, Victoria. Hey, Tom. Fifty-five, fifty-five. Refuse this, Dvorak and Curry. <laughs> Die Jungens sind lugbesig. Die Jungens sind lugbesig. It's an old. It's an Chad old. Chad Eves, Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. I'm transitioning from a boner to a donor with my second donation. Please give me a ah. de douching ah. and then karma. 
Uh, no, I think you missed a little something there. What? Read the note again. Please give me a D-douche, D-douche me, and oh, add an Atlas shrugged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been D-douched. Atlas shrugged. My not. Karma. <laughs> Aaron Yoho. Yoho. Fairmont, West Virginia, you're part of your old town, stomping grounds. Aaron Yoho, a.k.a. Gitmo Yoho from Morgantown, a.k.a. Motown. Gitmo Nation, Burning Couch, a.k.a. Motown, West Virginia, a.k.a. West Virgin Nuts. Virgin Nuts. The more you two bitch about donations, the more I donate. Consider it a positive reinforcement. So here's double nickels on the sticks to Nick's, the rain sticks for next week, because I'm going steelhead fishing in Erie. Please be distracted with fly fishing and WVU football, more distracted, than stockpiling prepper emails and electric vehicle batteries. Please, this crazy note. Please give this country some Atlas Shrug, uh, <laughs> Atlas Shrug karma at the time of this donation. I don't know who won the election, but whoever it is, we all need karma. karma. <laughs> uh, Kyle Kinzel in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Nuts. 5510 is a thank you for watching all the things you do so I don't have to. Christine Lagarde's face. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> Can I get a huntsman two to the head? <laughs> That's very funny. Hey, man. He likes that because the combo because it says it sounds like a Taiwanese gangster whacking somebody. Yeah, That's good. Robert O'Hagan in Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh. Double nickels on the dime. Birthday shout-out to Cred Kuttner. We got that on the list. Parliament mumble little girl, yay, karma. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yay! Yay! Good luck with the next karma. one. <laughs> we start to wrap this long segment up. Yeah. Although it's highly entertaining. Uh, anonymous in Den Haag, 5333. Um, the Hog with Chew Nuts. The, Git, the Versailles of Gitmo Nation Lowlands just landed a new job as a return, some career karma for all citizens of Gitmo Nation. This no agenda job stimulus package is jobs, 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 arbite, arbite, arbite karma. You'll never get this one. Um, yeah, I mind actually. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for it. Let me see. Do I have uh, arbite? I don't think I have. Where's Merkel? Uh, no. Nah. I don't know. What happened to Arbite? Nah, I can do jobs, jobs, jobs. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You thought, karma. <laughs> Arbite, Arbite, Arbite. Shannon Adkins in Warren, Michigan, another uh, automobile area. Uh, NP5050. NPR should take notes from John as to drumming up listener support. This I blame the listener's comment on the last show got me motivated to stop being a douchebag and support the only show I look forward to listening to twice a week. Longtime listener, and this small donation makes my fourth on my long and slow slog toward knighthood. And Shannon says, keep it up, mofos. Yo, yo. Kyle Bandy in Indianapolis, Indiana, 5021. Uh, Birthday coming up. Uh... And he's not donating drunk. Seeing Obama beat Romney was a good birthday present, but seeing Mike Pence, Republican and douchebag, beat John Gregg, Democrat and a nice guy in Indiana gubernatorial race was not. Uh, Pence co-sponsored a bill banning abortions for rape victims. 
going along with Richard Murdoch's insane and inhumane con- comments regarding rape and abortion. I uh, listen to No Agenda on my walks to and from classes at the campus of University of Indiana. Any other Hoosiers on campus who listen to No Agenda, let's have a meetup. Yeah. Can I get some plain old karma and begin applying to law school in the come for so I can, as he's applying to law school? Kyle, let me know if you get late at that meetup. <laughs> you I have got. I can answer that. For some, I, for some reason, I have a good feeling about uh, the Hoosiers, the Hoosier meetup. I got a good feeling about it. Seriously. Uh, oops, I skipped ahead too much. Okay. Uh, Stephen Newell in Jacksonville, Florida, $50.01. Extra cent for the 1% of us Americans who voted for Gary Johnson. And by the way, they got the million votes they wanted. Four and a half percent uh, of the total vote, right? It was a big deal. No, no. No, yeah. it was one one percent something. Oh, I thought it was four and a half. It's only a million something votes. It was it was they wanted a million votes, that's what they got. They targeted a million, they got a million, so they made their point. Right. Tristan Wilson uh Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Yeah, Kerrigan. I have to stretch it on this thing. Uh just some exam karma. You've got Karma. Uh, Cherokee Chief Van in Enola, Oklahoma, 50. I've been listening since late summer. Need to be de-douched plus some karma for the casino. Hey. Keep up the great work. Hey. Hey, we should go visit. Yeah, we should. Get a tour of the slot machines. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Nice. Another anonymous donor in Surrey, British Columbia, 50. Uh, first off, I'd like to apologize and be de-douche for not donating before, even though I've been a regular listener for a year. Ever since finding out about your podcast, I can't watch the mainstream media news anymore. I just wish you guys would talk about Canadian news and politics. We try to do it as much as we can. And unfortunately, we go on, this is not the week to do it, obviously. No. Keep up the great work. You guys, uh, keep up the great work. Uh, Job he hunting car. Found out about a podcast from Rogan from the Joe Rogan message board. Yeah, and we need to be we on get that the Joe shit. Rogan show. Yeah, we always. I'm, I'm in L.A. for a week. Like I don't hear anything. I don't have the guy's number. Everyone's tweeting. I don't he's think he got, wants us. On. He needs some. He's got, uh, I think he does. I Job karma, he, hunting karma would be great. All right. You've got. I was thinking of going to L.A. Uh, for Thanksgiving because my because uh, Mickey Miss Mickey's going to be in. Uh, in Istanbul for her show, for a big art show. So, and I, of course, you know, yeah. we can't really afford for both of us to go on the road again. Not just, not just the, the cost of it, but also the cost of the show. I mean, yeah, I can't be, I just yeah, can't be doing be the Istanbul, show on the road. God knows what kind of connection you'd get. Exactly. Who knows, right? Although the four seasons there would be nice. But yeah. Oh yeah. No, that'll happen. Harm. Harm. Veenstra. Feinstra. Feinstra. Fains a harm Feinstra in Bourne. Fifty. Karma shot to each listener. Says Neek Feinstra. You've got karma. Nepoth Media in Amsterdam. Fifty. Keep up the good work. Graham Phillips in Onaway, Alberta. Wow. Fifty. Bernie Atima, Atima. <laughs> in Hinton, Iowa, 50. Finally, uh, Tim Hezel in Hanford, California, uh, 50. Hopes he quiets me down. Try to donate more often. Uh, and he misses my roundtable shows, which I don't have any plans to do another one. Really? Mac Harbor LL, but I'll be pulled back. Mac Harbor LLC in Sheboygan, 
Sheboygan, Michigan, fifty dollars. And that'll conclude our uh, very uh, good list of uh, donors for today's show. Uh, four, five, nine. Shut up, slave. And let's hope we have a good uh, f- follow up uh, on Sunday, please, people. If you didn't donate on this show, please do it. Go to dvork.org slash na and channeldvork.org com slash na to work uh, no agenda nation.com and no agenda show.com and you'll find a donate button there you can click on you can also go to the no agenda nation website and uh, look for that uh, night calculator you can push a button and boom next thing you know you got the whole thing figured out quick make good uh, curtis gibson wrote in uh, hey it's curtis i donated swazzle enough 6969 last thursday show missed out on some job karma didn't want to make a big deal about it since i felt i sound like a, a bit of douchey correcting john's mispronunciation of gravenhurst now, the guy who I called out as a douchebag, Craig Hoogheem, is giving me an extra hard time for missing job karma, so we can't have that. Absolutely. I'm going to give you the karma that you need, my friend, and you deserve it. You've got karma. Nice. Uh, quick shout-out here, just as we've we got a long segment anyway. Uh, Doug Cook from uh, Oklahoma, Guthrie, Oklahoma. Did you get the note from him, from uh, Doug Cook? Uh, yeah. He sent us the uh, the tiger tail. I didn't your... get my tiger tail. Oh, you didn't get a tiger tail? Oh, I got a tiger no, tail no. for uh, for my ham, uh, my portable ham. And uh, he says, uh, you know, the m- losing your sight is uh, very normal when you stop smoking. And uh, he wanted a call sign karma, so I'll give him that. You've got karma. And I wanted to thank Dame Margaret, uh, who sent us a... Um, for our new home, John, when we move, she sent us a uh, a triangle, like a really, really huge, a real, a professional triangle used in orchestra. No, no, like the one that's on the chuck wagon. Like oh, a, one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah. So on Sunday, I shall I shall ring it. Uh, it, it it's like so Mickey has to hold it while I triangle it. You can't you can't do it with two hands. That's how big this. You thing can get is. a stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess I could. <laughs> Dvorak.org slash N-A It's your birthday, birthday, hey, hey, hey. Oh, no, Congratulates himself, turned 24 on the 6th. That would be election day. Craig Cutner, happy birthday to himself, celebrating on the 9th. Sir James Briscoe, um, also a birthday on the 6th. Robert and Andrea say happy birthday to Craig Cutner, uh, as we know, on the 9th. So that's kind of a back and forth. That's night. And Kyle Bandy says happy birthday to himself. He became legal 21 on the 6th. Now, either you're still on the pen or you're now really clipping your nails. Either way, it's it's coming through the birthday stuff. Is it the pen again? No, oh, I'm. You know, I can't stop myself. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I want to help. I gotta you. get a pen that doesn't have a clicker on. It's just one of these nervous habits I've got. It's like the, the guy in the James Bond movie. If you remember, he's clicking the pen, and then it blows up, and he, he gets frozen to death, falls over into I'll a bunch of what, pieces. If I can get you a pen when you click it that blows up, I think that will solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's grab our swords, John. We have uh, two knights and a dame. John Johnson Jr. Step forward. Donna Bertram, step forward, and Kevin Webb, come on down as we are about to pronounce the Knights and Dame of the No Agenda Roundtable for your contribution to the best podcast in the universe, the amount of $1,000 or more. So thank you very much. It's highly appreciated. Hereby, I pronounce thee, Sir John Johnson. 
Dame Donna Bertram and Sir Kevin Webb, Knights and Dame of the No Agenda Roundtable, Hookers and Blow, Red Boys and Chardonnay, Hot Pants and Booze, Wenches and Beer, Rubinous Women and Rosé and Geishas and Sake here for you as we move out to the closing out of the end of the year when no, we will no longer make the night rings available. Uh, we'll probably go to dog tags, I believe. Yeah, I think we're going to the little pin like the Canadians have uh, when they give their, their sort of weird. Oh, here. JC is here. Here, take this one. Hey. He's giving you another pen? Yeah, he brought a pen in. That's a good boy. That I have to twist. That's a good boy. That is, that is the definition it, of the a pen. Where did you get this pen? It says Freddie Mac on the side. Whoops. Anyway, <laughs> maybe setting up to sell me out. So our producers, uh, as those of you who are new to the program, the best podcast in the universe, may not know that we do not have listeners. We have producers who produce the show. They add stories to NoAgendaNewsNetwork.com. They email. And we had a conversation about the Red Cross and their blood donation drive. And I got a lot of email about this because the Red Cross essentially came out and said, Oh, we need blood. We need blood for victims of Hurricane Sandy. And we're like, what is this? So first, listen to this little ditty that played on television screens across the country this past week. It can leave tens of thousands of families in need of help. But it can also bring out the best in the American people. In this country, we look out for one another. We have each other's backs. Because despite our differences, we are Americans first. And that's what Americans do. These efforts are often led by the American Red Cross and other members of the National Voluntary Organizations Active in Disasters. These groups are on the ground from the very beginning of a crisis until long after the TV cameras are gone, providing food, shelter, and other services to those in need. They do incredible work, but they can't do it alone. They need your support. We can't always predict when the next natural disaster will happen, but if we do our part, each of us, then together we can make a difference. To see how you can make a difference, please visit redcross.org today. Your help is urgently needed. So there's the president actually in a commercial for the Red Cross. And uh, a lot of people received emails either directly from the Red Cross or through their employer saying, we need blood for the victims of Hurricane Sandy. So I, I got into this, John, and I'm like, what is going on? And indeed, they do need blood, but not for the reasons you might think. You might think that there was a shortage of blood. No, 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 no. Do you know where hospitals get 75% of their blood from? Correct. From the Red Cross, who sell it to them for $500 a unit. Sounds like a business. Yes, it, and, and, they're, and they're proud of it. So in order to help the victims of Hurricane Sandy, they want you to give blood so they can sell it to the hospital, for not for victims, but just for the money, and then apparently, you know, they do something with that money. Isn't that the definition of being a vampire? <laughs> I was really yeah, surprised. It's kind of a vampire-like thing. Well, it fits in with, this, with the themes around but nowadays. Yeah, but it's not like they tell you, like, oh, well, just by the way, you know, <laughs> we're going to use them, we're going to sell the blood. I find it... Uh, Why don't they say they need liver donations or, or kidneys or something, too? They can do the same thing. Please would, donate your kidneys for the victims of uh, Hurricane Sandy. They get the kidney, they get 10 grand for it. Boom. Good, good topic. Are you an organ donor? 
That would work. Uh, I'm sorry? I said that would work. No, I asked you a question. Are you an organ donor? I don't donor? know. Am I, no, I'm not an organ donor. I'm still alive. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> um, do you have a, a, like something on your license or, or anywhere on your, per, on your person? Or is any registered anywhere that you're an organ donor? Uh, I should, but I'm, I don't. No, no, you should not. Let me tell Why, you this. because you think they just shoot me and then take the organs? The doctors, I, what I, from what I understand from the medical community, and this, it, this, this started really in the Netherlands, where the Netherlands is now passing legislation where you have to opt out of being an organ donor. You hear what I'm saying? Everyone's an organ donor unless you specifically opt out. Okay. And what, what's the bad thing that happens to them? Doctors have an incentive. They get bribes to let someone die to take the organs. Now, that would make sense in this world. Mm-hmm. So you may want to opt out. Well, I'm not opting out. I don't have to opt in. I'm not opting in. You said that you were registered somewhere. No, I never registered. I said I'm, I said I should, but then no. you, you explained to me why I shouldn't, and so now I'm not going to. Very good. Excellent. So... Uh, in real news. <laughs> okay, I got some of that. And now, back to real news. I, I just want to point, this was a story that ran, I didn't see it on any of the uh, celebrity shows, but I'm sure there was some element of it here and there. But Naomi Campbell. <laughs> this is going to be good. I want to just point out that this is like, they're, 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 everyone they're going to mention in this report, these are the big Obama supporters. And they decided to have a party in India. Uh, because Naomi's Campbell's billionaire Russian boyfriend, she right. hangs out with weird people. Yeah, this billionaire Russian boyfriend is his fiftieth birthday. So instead of you know a little more than a cake, she chartered twelve airplanes, <laughs> filled it up with her buddy, made sure not to invite <laughs> Mia Farrow, who came who busted her. Yeah, for, for the blood for the stealing the blood, blood diamond. diamonds. This yeah. woman is horrible. Yeah, and it's, just listen, the, the, so the only way I get the real good report was from an India. News channel play. Love and bonding can spur you to do many things. And when it's about a special celebration, there are no limits. Take a look at who flew halfway around the globe for a special day. Twelve chartered planes, some 200 guests and an international supermodel were reasons enough to turn India's northwestern Rajasthan into a celebration stage. Naomi Campbell, who arrived in the desert state on Sunday to mark the 50th birthday of her boyfriend Vladimir Doronin, was happy to choose Jodhpur as her party spot. Several vintage cars were lined up to transport the guests to the luxury Umayyad Palace Hotel, which the British Ramp Queen has booked for her guests. The four-day festivities and the main bash are scheduled at the iconic 15th century Mehrangar Fort. The guest list for the Russian billionaire's birthday is said to include the band Black Eyed Peas, Grace Jones, Donatella Versace, Kate Moss, Giorgio Armani, Jennifer Lopez, and Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> Campbell has Wait a minute. What is the Duchess of York going to do? I don't know. She's going to... I want another drink. And now... 
appearing as Diane Sawyer, the Duchess of York. Has reportedly Hi. also splashed out $500,000 to have Grammy winner and American singer-actress Diana Ross perform at the party. <laughs> the British model chose Jodhpur over Jaipur since the place has been part of many grand celebrations in the past, including the wedding of now-separated couple Liz Hurley and Arun Nair. Campbell, who is the face of the Ronin's property company, started dating the tycoon after meeting him at the Cannes Film Festival four years back. Wow. Wow. Hey, I'll blow the Russian guy for that. You know, I'll tell you, this is a, this is a, a level of decadence <laughs> that is absolute, that you can, when people, you know, they say, well, you don't understand the rich. You don't understand the rich. You, you can't even imagine. This is like, I know guys who are billionaires. Really? In Silicon Valley and elsewhere. And but this level of decadence, I except for some stuff Paul Allen did a, a, some years back. Right. I don't know anyone who's come close to this sort of thing. And you know who's always at these parties? Politicians. There should be a couple. They never mentioned it. Demi Moore was listed. There's a whole wow. bunch of these douchebags. It's you know, astonishing. But everybody gets paid to show up. Everyone gets I mean, how come they don't want the best podcast in the universe at the party? They don't, they, they, we're beneath their contempt. <laughs> we are not in their interregnum. Not anyway, near. I just found that to be interesting. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I also have a, uh, a real news uh, clip, John. And uh, oh. it's, it's, not anywhere oh. as, it's not anywhere as decadent as yours, but. And now, back to real news. Sexy secret. It was actually prompted by an email we received. Julie wrote, Dr. Lisa, I'm constantly... This is the doctors, by the way. ...bothered by ingrown hairs oh, and bumps in my show. bikini area. Shaving in different directions doesn't make a difference, and hair removal creams, they're just irritating. What can I do? Well, Julie's not alone. A lot of women suffer from these problems with down there. And just like you want down to squeeze there. pimples on your face, you don't want to squeeze or pluck because that can cause scarring and infection. So you have to be really careful. Listen closely, John. With that area. So what you want to use is a warm compress. Leave it on for about 10 minutes. And you want to do this about two to three times a day to soften up the skin and the hairs, open up the pores. That's going to make it a lot easier for the hairs to just sort of escape by themselves. New meme coming. There's also some oils that you can use that may help it escape. And you really want to uh, try to avoid using a tweezer as much as possible. But if you absolutely have to, you have to use a sterilized tweezer and be very, very careful to not do a lot of digging. And now, you could do all of the... Wait, wait. You could do all of this or, or John C. Dvorak, I think we have a new business... I couldn't get the domain name. It was already taken. But it doesn't matter because I still think we can get in on the ground floor of a brand new business. Things like that. And it's going to make you feel sexy if you know down there is looking good. Yeah. So I've got something for you. If you're trying to look for, try something extra special, uh, there is a facial for down there. And it's called the Vajacial. And we decided to check it out. Yeah. Yay, the Vajacial. What happened to vaja the vajazzling thing? Well, this is the follow-up. We, we had the, the vaja vajacial. The vajacial. I can't even say it. Vajacial. <laughs> we can have a vajacial Diane tomorrow. Diane Sawyer could say it. <laughs> I just had a vajacial. Ah, with an exclamation mark. So why did you uh, put an exclamation mark after vajacial salon? Huh? Jake? Tapper? Jake, Jake Trapper. <laughs> Jake Trapper, the vajacial, the vajacializers. 
Well, vajayshal is good. I, I like the word. I think it's a good practice. I think women everywhere should get a vajayshal. Your man demands it. Don't you think? Yeah, I absolutely in agreement with this. I think so. I got a uh, <laughs> couple of vajayshals. Yeah, I'm, you amused yourself with that one. <laughs> yeah, I did amuse myself. By the way, I do have an, a, a five-minute end-of-show clip if you want to play it. Sure. Um, it is a screwy clip. It's it's a uh, um, Admiral James Lyon, retired U.S. Navy, uh, going on about the uh, Benghazi situation mm-hmm. on, of all things, on Lou Dobbs's show, who keeps leading him on. It's but it's it's interesting because. If you know our thesis, mm-hmm. of the, which the is kidnapping. that it was a kidnapping going gone bad, right? Uh, to just the scam, right? Uh, it actually makes a lot more. When you hear this, you, the two of them are baffled by a lot of this, but to no agenda listeners, it just all makes sense. Of course, it's so funny the way things fall into place, like with the pipelines and such. When you actually have one extra little bit of information, which is what I think we do on the show more than anybody, I'm by providing that one extra piece. Uh, I do have uh, – well, we me... haven't talked about it on the show, and I don't know if we're going to, but apparently in Syria, uh, the people – some of the Palestinians I, who I guess have sided with Assad were gunned down by the rebels, which creates a very strange dynamic. And Nizreen, this so, has reportedly happened at the Yarmouk refugee camp. What more do we know about the location and indeed what's happened? Well, as you mentioned, th- these are reports. Uh, we're hearing that Syrian rebel fighters have killed at least 10 members of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. That's a Palestinian faction. That, the report allegedly said, is uh, uh, close to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad and was fighting the armed opposition rebels in the area close to the Yarmouk uh, Syrian refugee camp in Damascus. That's also close to al-Hajar al-Aswad district and Street 30, where a lot of fighting has been happening in the last few days there we can't no of course uh you know the, even hillary clinton has said you know we can't have the syrian national Com- uh committee or council because they're not the right guys the whole thing is a mess now and and someone needs to grab it's a hold total of it. mess someone needs to grab hold of it i mean it's this is out of control now turkey wants patriot missiles because apparently uh assad isn't going to start shooting missiles at turkey really Bless you. Bless you. Yeah, to get the sneezes. Uh, They've been shooting some missiles that have missed and gone into Turkey on the border. Right. And this is this whole thing is, you know, they've they've said they've changed the script on this so many times. I have no idea what they're going to do next. But this can't help. No. Anyway, it's just a bad. We have to get into that and figure out what the hell is going on. Just a quick look at the uh, kill list. Uh, President Obama started his second term uh, on Wednesday with a drone strike, killing three al-Qaeda militants near the uh, Yemeni capital. Good job. So this, so one day, just re-elected, and he's right on the button again. (laughs) At least he's consistent. I like that about him. He's back on the stick, absolutely. And I've read this crazy story that uh, Bill Gates is investing... Apparently, $1.7 million to deliver vaccines to Africans through drone technology. 
That's... It seems kind of. We talked about this on the show before, but I think we were making it up then, and now it's like no, no. There was no. There was a real report. There was somebody. No, it was a, no. We it was a clip. Uh, some in, some uh, really? somebody was talking about drones and talking about this as an idea. So I guess somebody passed it on to Bill, and Bill went, "Yeah, that's excellent. That's an excellent idea. Excellent." Was it a clip we had? I don't think so. I think it was some sort of a clip. We, see, it Gates was a show title too. Drone. We'd have no, to go back to that no, show. No, Gates. Yeah, it was door to door drone drone delivery, door to door. Yeah, no that, vaccines. Yeah, it wasn't vaccines. That was uh, uh, a Domino's pizza. I don't remember what, well, uh, whatever. Sure how do you not. do this? You just sh- send a bunch of needles down and you get stabbed? I mean, how does this even work? <laughs> it just lands. No, I mean, it's, instead of, you know, the whole hassle of putting people in a Land Rover and sending them off, you know. Oh, or, I know. Instead of taking it on a, on a C-130 and draw, throwing a, a parachute out the back door. Yeah, you just tell them you to line a, up, line up, and then you shoot darts into them. The drone comes down, lands with a package full of drones, and no. it takes off. We don't have to worry about killing no. anybody. No, it doesn't do that. It just flies by, and then, you know, it's just like uh, just shooting, shooting, oh. shooting needles into you. Something very funny happened in the Netherlands that uh, I'll play the, the sound clip, and then I'll, uh, then I'll tell – well, I'll tell you what happened, then I'll play the sound clip. So the, the Dutch government has a new cabinet. You know, they had a, that uh, – what are you doing? I'm erasing my note. <laughs> I have a clip list, okay? <laughs> and every time I play, one of the clips is played, I, I scratch it out, and I was scratching okay. out one of them. All right. Um, just, I'd never heard the what sound What does it before. sound like? It's, well, it sounded like you were rubbing one out. <laughs> it doesn't seem, I mean, you have like a, a dirty mind. I do. Go on. <laughs> so the Dutch queen has to inaugurate the cabinet, which is called Rutte Twee. So it's the same guys, you know, they're all, it's all the same douchebags. And they're, you know, basically just bending over for Brussels. So she has to inaugurate them. And this happens in, like, some official capacity. Of course, the queen is only ceremonial, right? She doesn't have any real power, except that she bestows the power, you know, from Greystoke onto the cabinet members, uh, the prime minister, etc. So they have it set for 2 o'clock in the afternoon. uh, But for some reason, they start, um, they start the ceremony... Uh, early, like two minutes early, and the and the Dutch uh, news station, the, the you know the government, uh, like the PBS of Holland, uh, the NOS, they were still playing commercials because, of course, you know, even though they're you know even though they're public, uh, they still have commercials, and so uh, they come out and and they've missed the ceremony, and then and then the uh, the I guess the 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 director. It's, you know, calls down through the intercom and says to the set, uh, the, "Tell the queen to do it again." And then, and unfortunately, they left the mics open. Oh no! And so you literally you don't see the. I have the video in the show notes uh, four five nine or not any show notes I'll play you the audio. The queen goes, "What? Do it again? Really? But th- doesn't that mean it's just like some kind of high school play if we do it again?" And she did it again. How awesome is that? Here it is. You have to do it again. What? It's going to be a little bit. Why should I have to do it again? I don't want to do it again. No, you have to do it again. And she did it again. And and so the the whole country witnessed this farce. And she did it again. Like everything on television, it's fake. It's all fake. They did it again to put it on television. It wasn't even real. 
Yeah. Now, this is getting worse, by the way. Oh, no, no, it's no. It's all thanks to reality TV. They've all decided, <laughs> hey, you know, you can do anything. People are stupid, and they'll believe anything you feed them, yeah. and let's get on with it. Like Megyn Kelly, and this isn't the way it went in rehearsal. <laughs> and she's just straight up about it. I yeah. guess, I, what is the public? Well, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Do, do, do. You know, I have no idea what, what how this has gotten this bad. It's just a horrible, horrible. Uh, and, I'm very depressed. And Greece passed their third austerity bill. What's essentially happened is that politicians here in Greece have voted in order to allow the next round of austerity measures, the latest austerity package. Uh, MPs vote, 153 MPs package. voting in favour of these latest austerity measures, 128 against, and there were 18 abstentions. What these auster new austerity measures mean, though, for the Greek people is that we're going to see the retirement age rise to 67. There's also going to be slashes to pensions and wages, um, and there's also going to be new laws that's going to actually make it easier for employers to fire their Shut staff. Now, <laughs> and besides that, they also passed the privatization bill, uh, which means that they can now, they will be privatizing their water. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. You want your water in private hands. And here is the response of the slaves in Athens. bombs, people throwing bombs on the street. Yeah, they're making Molotov cocktails. You know, the, the Greeks are the last people I'd be trying to pull this crap on. Yeah, well, it's being you know, they, done. They've shown the numbers. They're actually the hardest working people in, in Euroland. In show business. They're the hardest working people. They, they have more higher productivity per individual. They work hard. And then you're trying to screw them over because you take, for one thing, you take their own money away so that they can, can't control their own economy anymore. And then you stick it to them. And then you pull crap like privatizing water. Yeah. How great is what that? What is that supposed to accomplish that's going to help the economy? Well, it's not. It's about it's telling the shaves the, the the shaves to slut up. <laughs> it's 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 disgusting the whole thing wow and, and and by the way people in like holland you know they just like oh it's not us you know don't look over there they, they, people don't understand that this is coming to your town too yeah this is just a testing the, the way the way i look at it you know if you're doing the mailing list business for example or any sort of direct marketing then one of the first things you learn is that you always test against the best and test so if you're going to rest you then test against the, the best so, so in other words if you have a bunch of mailing lists that you can test you don't test against weak mailing lists no. and then get mediocre results and say, well, I don't know. Let's try it again on some other mail. You test against the absolute best mailing list, the most expensive one, the best one you can find. If it, if you fail, if the test fails, you know they're all going to fail because you just tested against the best. They're testing against the best with Greece. If you could pull this crap off with the Greeks, boom, everybody's doomed. Hell yeah, brother. From your lips to God's ears. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out in our little interregnum here. We are uh, proud to be your best podcast in the universe. We have a end of show clip coming up. About five minutes, but that uh, should totally ease you back into reality as the program ends. And you are back in the land of the American dream. 
All around, get my nation, just getting by. And we will be on the stick once again, looking for real news, as your news stations will be giving you nothing but bull crap post uh, election analysis in America. And God knows what they're showing you in other countries. Apparently, fake ceremonies with queens. If that's enough for you, by golly, stick with it. If you, if you want something real, come back on Sunday, y'all. Coming to you from uh, the capital of the Drone Star State here in Austin, Texas. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm John C. Dvorak, I'm going to go watch celebrity news. <laughs> Did you say northern Silicon Valley? Northern Silicon Valley. <laughs> we'll talk again on Sunday, everybody, right here on No Agenda. Bye now week anniversary of the attack on Benghazi, and now we have a timeline from the CIA. Your thoughts about both that timeline uh, and uh, the timeliness of it. Well, I've looked over the timeline, Lou, and of course it leaves certain things out. For example, we had resources in theater which were not utilized. One that we've used, utilized in the past is having a jet aircraft uh, fly over, which could have flown over the consulate in full afterburner. It would have scattered the crowd. It would have bought us valuable time and perhaps maybe uh, saved some lives. The second thing resource we had in theater was that Sigonella. It was a 130-man Marine Force Recon unit that was fully equipped and ready to go. And I'm told that uh, General Ham never received any orders to execute. Admiral, let me explain. Force Recon is a special operations group, elite warriors in the Marine Corps, and they were in Italy, and within two hours dispatch time, would you say? that? Approximately within two hours. We could have had a jet aircraft over within an hour. And the idea that uh, this timeline was released, General, I, I, I don't know that anyone other than the administration to this point has blamed the CIA for any part of this. It's been a question and an issue of the decisions not to seek military support, a, a question of being told to stand down, uh, as our Catherine Herridge and, uh, and Jennifer Griffin have reported here, and Brett Baer. Uh, this is a peculiar response on the part of the CIA. Well, it is at that, and it's also peculiar why we never have tried to secure our consulate. That could have been done immediately, and much information could have been protected, possibly even more lives saved. Um, what's questionable is CIA's role and the director of naval intelligence role in the bogus cover-up story of that this was a reaction to a, sp a spontaneous mob and a reaction to a video which nobody had seen. Admiral, as we listen to the White House tell the American people that this was about a uh, basically a 14-minute video uh, that upset some people in the region that had run on YouTube when they knew absolutely that that was patently false and they talked about the fog of war as the reason for not making decisions but they were so confident that they could say and get away with saying uh, that it was about a video when they knew it was a terrorist attack 
how can how can it be that someone in the military, the CIA, the national security team doesn't step up and say, wait a minute, we can't have this kind of nonsense going on as the president of the United States himself addresses the American people? Well, Lou, unfortunately, uh, from my perspective, the office of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff has become politicized because of the structure of Goldwater-Nichols. It was never the intention of Goldwater-Nichols to politicize the office of the joint of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And political correctness has infected, unfortunately, all the major levels of our military leadership. But there's another point here, yes, Lou, which is overlooked. And that is the CIA was tracking for months the commander of the Ansar al-Shurida terrorist group that carried out the attack on our consulate. The al-Qaeda-related uh, organization in Benghazi. Correct. And I find it incomprehensible that they had no clue that this attack was going to occur, particularly when the consulate on 16 August put out a security message to the Department of State telling them about the out-of-control militias heavily armed roaming throughout eastern Libya. They cited 10 militias and al-Qaeda groups that they said they had no fear of retribution from the Libyan government because the Libyan government had lost all control in eastern Libya. The consulate had no confidence in the 17 February Martyrs Brigade who were assigned the responsibility for the consulate protection or the local police force. Half the time the local police force wouldn't even show up. And Admiral, as you know, uh, in the previous month, in July, uh, 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 the British ambassador had been attacked, the Red Cross had been attacked, and the United States was the only uh, Western power with presence in Benghazi, and precisely because of the deteriorating security uh, environment, that is, they knew they would be attacked. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. All night long. Okay. But if you don't vote, I don't want to talk to you. And if you vote for one of these numbskull third or fourth party candidates like Gary Johnson or Jill Stein and say, oh, I was so surprised at what happened. No, you shouldn't be because idiots like you voted for third and fourth party candidates and they don't know how this system works. You have two choices. Chris Matthews. <laughs> Shut up. Slave. That President Barack Obama has won Minnesota. They had hoped to get him to spend some